I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, see you next Wednesday fans. This is me, Casey Lyons. Um, just a bit off the top here, there were some technical difficulties, mistakes were made, anyway, we lost the last 10 minutes of the episode, uh, in a tragic accident, when I say we, do I mean me, maybe, let's not throw around blame here, uh, anyway, suffice to say, we lost, uh, uh, the die roll, so... At the end of the episode, I'm just going to cut in, or where it cuts out, I'm going to cut in and let you know who won what and who lost who. And uh, yes, I apologize deeply for this inconvenience, but uh, get off my back. I got a lot of shit to deal with. And now, on with the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And 49 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on January 4th, 2016. My name is Dan Gorman. Come on. You don't say creep creep unless you're quoting TLC. <laughs> my name is Casey Lyons, and are you kidding me? I'm imaginary and I'm paranoid schizophrenic? This is bullshit. <laughs> my name's Greg Legro, and you're a very attractive man, Ken. You're smart, you've got wonderful bones, great eyes, and you dress really interestingly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You have tons of stuff to talk about this week. It's the New Year special. 2017, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's 2017. <coughs> oh, man. We got a uh, winner's Black choice Night. film roulette uh, coming at you. Uh, and we have tons of other stuff to talk about. <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at info at modernsuperior.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, and go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SYNWPC, where you will find us posting our episodes and places that you can talk to us, like on Facebook, in our threads. Yeah. And then we'll give you shout-outs, like we are about to do, to Matt Astbury. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is like... This is oh, crazy. This is a wonderful shout-out yeah. to a wonderful man. Yeah. This is like... Or boy. Uh, <laughs> you're right. He could you don't it. know. <laughs> gender isn't binary. <laughs> oh my Wait. god. Man and boy is the same gender. <laughs> a boy with a big bank account. Yeah, this yeah. guy gave us a donation of a mm-hmm. hundred dollars. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. I just could not I was No, I floored. still am like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And I've said it before when we've got donations for like twenty five bucks or whatever, but like you know, all of us work jobs. All of us are podcast fans. Mm-hmm. We understand, I feel all like. All of us love getting paid money. All of us love getting money. <laughs> but it's like, every, we all know, like, yeah, when you have a hundred bucks, like, here or there, you don't always think, oh, I'm going to go throw it at a podcast. Or, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I think we understand, like, that is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. we, like, appreciate I mean, I, I it unbelievably. Like, I, I understand, like being valuing something yes. so much and and giving back and it's yeah. fucking amazing it just like I, that I don't he know, chose like, to take that lump of money and be like i'm gonna give it to you guys it's just like holy shit well it's like nice thank you when, so much it's nice when somebody values something yes like monetarily value yeah. something at, at at such a high sort of uh premium because yeah it just it, sometimes it gets a little a little difficult to you know, keep living your life and keep yeah. doing a podcast because it's, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously, is it easy? For no, no, me? no. I'm just a fucking dirtbag, and it's uh, it's difficult <laughs> for me. I don't know maybe about it, but uh, but yeah, it's it's just it's so heartening, and it just makes it yeah a little easier to sit in a room with you two. Funny. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was when Lord so... knows we all hate each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mics go off, the uh. fists. Come up. <laughs> we punch each other in the <laughs> face as soon as we stop recording. Yeah. Like every thank time. like thank you so much. Like yeah. it's crazy. We That's were it. so, so, so happy. It's and excited such a beautiful gesture and, 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 and such a great way for us to start this year. Yeah. Um yeah, thank you so much. Matt Asprey, you, you are, are amazing. Yes, yeah. you are our a truly favorite person. Pretty yeah. good boy. And yeah. now will help us with the fancy new uh, stuff coming out. Oh my god, our, uh, yeah. rebranding. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It went, it went that to was a big useful. chunk. Yeah. A yeah, change. we've got uh we've got a bit of a, a a change coming. Yeah. Things are gonna look uh a little sexier. Fancy new mm-hmm. logos coming. I'm getting lipo. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> I'm getting LASIK. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's getting a spray tan. Yeah. Uh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So thank you so much, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um so fucking great. And now let's segue into new news mm. and movies new we've been news. watching. Mm. What new grabbed news. you guys because my new news is blank here. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was some news from last week that we didn't talk about, which is probably all right because we yeah. all three of us can talk about it anyway, but that really uh unfortunate picture of Pennywise from Stephen King's It <laughs> that oh. got Turned into a Photoshop meme. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> amazing. Oh, man. Where he's creeping out of a little tube. Yeah, but yeah. his little head is just poking out. <laughs> and no <laughs> arms or anything. Yeah, yeah, no arms. Super weird. And he I don't... looks like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he looks, looks like... like the wrestler Sting. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. When, when he, he well, when he, went, when he went full white 
paint, painty face. I think he used to have like a scorpion painted on his face. Yeah. And then he went with whitey face. So whitey face sting. So funny. Yeah, yeah. And, oh my god. It's like he his head is so far up in the tube that <laughs> it looks like like when I look at the picture, the like first where thing is that comes through my head is boop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just poking out. Totally. Oh, yeah. oh so and then everyone dumb. just photoshopped it into amazing places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. But yeah. yeah, it doesn't look great. No. I'm not and yeah. Like that that's really gonna have to be a specific kind of performance to to get past <coughs> yeah. the design of the character now. Yeah, yeah. Although when I watched when I looked at it I was thinking like for somebody that's scared of clowns, would they be scared of this? Like when I look at Pennywise it scared me so much as a kid, yeah. but now I look at it and I'm like, it's just white paint, and like it, like I, I but, could understand. But also with Pennywise, they didn't really do any other than his teeth, obviously doing yeah. that. When yeah. you would expose him, he'd be like, wait, something's wrong. Yeah, he looks like he just looked like a normal clown, and the performance was that's, weirdly see, sinister. See, that's the thing is that he looks a bit, he looks just this side of goofy. Yeah. So that kind of like goofiness mixed with like the, the unsettling, the scare, yeah. like the teeth and the Tim Curry-ness yeah. of it all yeah, yeah. is what makes it so terrifying. Because yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, it's not Tim Reed or Harry Anderson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they've just made him look like, ooh, he's a scary clown. Yeah, crazy yeah. makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I liked it when it was Will Poulter. I thought that that was a great uh, fucking idea. Yeah. yeah. It's weird looking already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how a wrestler is allowed to call himself, uh, you know, the same name as a very famous recording <laughs> Sting. artist. That always confused right? me. Me too. Like, Even as a kid, I was like, Sting? Yeah. yeah. You know that people know who he is, right? Sting. Yeah, he's pretty famous. I mean, Change yeah. your name to You Phil can't Collins do that if you're a wrestler something. like, yeah. Sunday night, I'm going to tear you apart, and my name isn't Don Henley. <laughs> 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 I don't think anyone else can do that. Coming no. to the ring is Cher. <laughs> <laughs> the singer, no, a different no. one. <laughs> Why do people keep making that mistake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, maybe they should have gotten Sting the wrestler to play Pennywise. Yeah. 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 I would have watched that. Why not? Definitely. Yeah, you already I mean, know. They should have got makeup. Sting the singer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The Bride was a great flick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, I bet that scary clown can fuck for ages. <laughs> oh, no. And really play a pan flute. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he does now. <laughs> Not make we good all, songs anymore. We mm. all fuck for ages down here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did post on the Facebook page today. There was some rumor milling about uh, the new Blade Runner possibly yeah. do, pulling a CGI character. Right. Um much like uh, Grand Moff Tarkin or the Marvel films doing that, you know. I, now, I don't know who they were referring to. Maybe you guys who are more familiar with the replicants that are available uh, to come back. Well, I'm not. But all, no one's. Well, no, that's true. But I mean, there are people who like uh, uh, Brian James. Brian is dead. James is dead. Yeah, yeah. He was the one. He was the one who immediately jumped to mind. Right. But, but then I was like, but why? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're going to have anyone of some kind of significance or anything, then it's going to be Roy. Yeah, right. And I mean, I guess Rucker mm. Hart is still alive. You yeah, still you alive. could get I mean, him. Maybe to... they could de-age him a bit. Right. But yeah. That also looks fucking stupid. It does. It looks yeah. better than I like the the de-aging of Michael Douglas and Robert Downey Jr. looks better yeah. than the uh, zombie resurrection yeah. of. Uh, 
I see I give the Jeff Bridges thing a constant pass because I'm like if they're in a computer right I'll allow it to look yeah, well, that's yeah. Why yeah. and it was like the, the first Robert time Downey they really Jr. tried one. that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fair enough um, but uh, but it, it, it yeah, just on its, its face pun yeah. not intended looks gross it's gross I I did see in that article they said you know, there was maybe 10 lines of dialogue, so it's not going to be, you know, a split-second cameo, but it's also probably not going to be like Grand Marf Tarkin, where it's like, Marf. <laughs> Were you going to call him Grand, Grand Marf Tukin? Marf Tarkin uh-huh. being like a huge character. It seems yeah. like maybe they're going to air a little bit towards like the Robert Downey Jr., which was he had a bunch of dialogue in one scene walking around, and then yeah, that yeah. was the end of it. Yeah. Right. Like maybe it'll which, be something like that. That, like... Fine, like put put like use d- that as as little as you can. Yeah, it still doesn't make it okay. It's no, still and if it doesn't gross. really have a lot to do with the story or a, a, you know really an important part of the plot point or something like that, then it's just there to be like, Ooh. yeah, yeah, which yeah. is exactly what Grandma Tarkin was. Marv yeah, yeah. Tarkin. Sorry, <laughs> Marv Targarkin. Uncle Marv Tarkey. <laughs> Flark Tar Jarkin <laughs> was. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and and it was really distasteful. Like, was it you, Greg, that was saying in uh, um, in our Rogue One episode that they because st- they started out and he was just a reflection on yeah. the glass kind of thing, yeah. and it was almost cool. It was I like, think that was Dan who said that, but I'll pretend it was me. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, one of yeah. you said something really great, and the other one is dead weight. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, why don't you just continue to kind of like continue play with to it. do that because th- that would even be kind of a cool thing for Star Wars fans. Sorry, yeah. we're not talking about Star Wars right now. No. Uh, uh, but but uh, yeah, maybe they'll do something along those lines. Hopefully where, they do. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like they. I mean, with the the cast, like we were saying in the past, like this stacked cast of a movie, like I feel we're in good hands. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. It I should be. I should be angry that this thing's going to exist, but the hands that are uh, handling it, the cast yeah. they have in place, I'm. I'm, on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than. I'm more than. Uh, Consciously yeah. optimistic. I feel like it's going to be all right. Yeah. yeah. And even with this news, I'm like, well, I probably don't do it, but yeah. I guess you're gonna. Yeah. Maybe wor- it's super clever. I don't yeah. know. And worst case scenario, one scene is not good. Yeah. yeah. Like I like that stuff in Rogue One didn't yeah. it ruin the movie for me. It did for some people, but not for me. I feel like it didn't necessarily. I ruin didn't like it. Ruin the movie I, for no, me, but it was super it. distracting. Yeah, I didn't like it, yeah. but I was also want... like, I like other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, had to, yeah, yeah. I had to allow it not. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be like, well, I don't like this, and it's going to bug me the whole time, so I'm going to try not to look too hard at it. Yeah, yeah. But you like, well, okay, so as far as who it's going to be, it's going to be one of the replicants, obviously, because yeah. if they're doing the bothering to do the CGI, it's because it's somebody who wouldn't have aged. Yeah. Um. So it's not Edward James, almost. Um. And yeah, I don't know. Brian James is dead. Uh. It's got to be either uh, Pris or Roy. I mm-hmm. figure they're, they're the only ones that really have like had a strong sort of. Uh, play into the uh, uh, the the metaphor of the film, the, you know, the the character development that happens and you yeah. know, what's being uh, set in contrast. But if they can explain, if they can, okay, yeah, like so, they're they're bringing back a character, but but that's the thing, like if they can explain the aging of uh, of Harrison Ford, yeah, why can't they explain the aging of another character? I don't know, and I've, and I've that's, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't want Harrison Ford to be in this movie, not because he shouldn't be in the movie. Good for him, do what he wants, but. <laughs> it goes against the whole thing. Like, like uh, having an answer, a definitive answer. I know Ridley Scott has said 
Well, he said both things. <laughs> yeah. That this movie will no or will that not. that Deckard was a replicant or not oh, a replicant. Yeah, he right. said both things. This is the last time he said anything. He was like, no, obviously he's a replicant, you idiots. Um, but I, it was it was it's a great discussion to have, and so to have sometimes those things shouldn't be answered. It's right? like yeah, the I mean, end of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah. man, like. They came out recently where um, Deacons said, like, well, the way we lit the scenes, we were very specific about, like, not giving eye light to people that were the thing. So mm-hmm. there is, like, a hint there. And if you look in that last scene, somebody has eye light and somebody doesn't. But at the same time, you're like, it's also great just to be like, oh, man, it's a question. Yeah. Who is it? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. It's great. It's one of the best <laughs> things about the fucking movie. It's yeah. one of the best things about Blade Runner. Yeah. When people even realize to think about it. Because it's not like a, a question that's you know put to you immediately at the end of the movie. Is no. Deckard a rep? That's not, not the like point they, of the movie. It's not like yeah, the end. It's not the movie. Like, oh, yeah. wait. Just like, hold on a fucking second. Yeah. There's some yeah. stuff that doesn't make any sense with him. <laughs> yeah. The end doesn't come up with a question mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway. Anyway, whatever. Should whatever. Be, should, hopefully it's good. <laughs> yeah. Don't ruin one of my favorite movies. Well, I won't totally. ruin my favorite movie. It'll still exist. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, was there any other news, you guys? I don't know. Did you guys want to do, uh, because it is our year end, yeah. uh, do oh. you want to do mm. just, a, just quick... a short discussion about our, our best and worst? Yeah, yes. all right. I'm down for that. Uh-huh. Although I, again, as always, I feel like every year I have this same thing where I'm like, I, there's these ones that just haven't seen yet. Yeah, no, you know, I'm like sure I know. Like I haven't make... seen Moonlight and I know I will love it. Yes, you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. But but again, I mean, we, what you've seen we, so see, far? we see a lot of yeah, movies yeah, yeah. comparatively. Uh, I'm not saying we're experts, but I'm just saying it, these uh, are our best. Yeah, best. yeah, yeah. Definitely. I've I, got uh, 13th yes. on my best list for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, for, yeah, for yeah. me, it's uh, uh, I, I sort of have a, a top three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think 13th is my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. OJ Made in America is up there, though, too. Uh, it is, but I'm calling that TV. Yeah, yeah but it's it screened is. in TV. theaters. <laughs> yeah, oh, did it? Yeah, really? played hot dogs. Yeah, oh, yeah, hot dogs. I love hot dogs. I would love a hot dog. Played Thank at you. a hot dogs. <laughs> a guy at a hot dog stand yeah, had yeah, a TV yeah. up. They want me to think hot dogs. <laughs> he was like, right? "You wanna wanna stay in here for seven hours? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Will you keep feeding me hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want him to specifically feed them to you? <laughs> yes. I'm going to be watching. You keep shoving yeah. hot dogs into my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you try to trick it, me. Honestly, like this year for documentaries was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. amazing documentaries this year. I put that movie I saw this year about the guy that plays um, pinball wizard mode. Yeah. That movie blew me away. It's so, so good. Um, and just a million other documentaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what great year for, for nonfiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 13th was the best documentary I saw all year. Yeah. yeah. Definitely one of the best movies I saw. I think Green Room as far as. Uh, oh, yeah. I think nonfiction, whatever non-documentary, is still my favorite movie of the year. For me, for me, Green Room ended up uh, uh, just everything is so a hair close to each other. Yeah, but yeah. Green Room uh, ended up in my third spot uh, with uh, with Train to Busan. In, in yeah, oh uh, uh, yeah, right. I still gotta watch that. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I, I don't know. I, I I just I don't remember a movie that made me uh, 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 cry as much as Train <laughs> to Busan did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I think 13th probably would have made me cry that much if I, you know, if it hadn't been presented so so factually yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's my that's my top yeah. three. Moonlight is right up there with Green Room for yeah. me. Is uh, that right? I got to see oh, that. Yeah. It's just, just, I mean, you can't really deny it. It's, it's something really special. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hell or High Water would be if I had a top 10, oh, which I don't you, at the moment. I That'd be on my that list. Uh, the Witch would be on my list. 
Yeah, I think it would be in my top that really five or top stuck ten. Stuck with me, The Witch. It's a really well made movie. Gonna... <laughs> I keep giving the mic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nothing to Beatrice, yeah, but yeah. she doesn't want to say anything. Oh, and friggin' Rogue One. That's definitely in my top ten. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm biased because it's Star Wars, and it was it was kind of what I wanted it to be. So I know it's not a perfect movie, and we've talked about it at, at nauseum here. But yeah, uh, I, I, I I had so much fun watching it. I guess it would. I'd have my like my prestige picks. Like these yeah. are the, the real movie, the films, yeah. and then my ones that I just had a blast watching. Totally, like Rogue One and Deadpool, and I, I, I really like, like I, Civil War. I, I mean, like it's I not wanna... a movie. It doesn't make any. It has no arc to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just rewatched a little bit of Civil War, and I'm like, man, this is just a lot of scenes. Yeah, yeah. it's so just formless. a bunch yeah. of scenes. Yeah, which is a bummer because I felt like Winter Soldier was. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, I, I still think that's the probably the best of the Marvel movies. Yeah, of the MCU, it's just it's really got a great shape to it. This and uh, Civil War has amazing scenes in it, and it was way better than Avengers two. I but still, I still of, think that the big fight point. scene was just a cool thing to look at. Yes, and, it was. And was a real sellout. Uh, I don't know about that. I it was, liked it. I, it's what I came for. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's it's all it all for me. It's all explained perfectly in that. In 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 one exchange, which is Hawkeye and uh, uh, and um, oh yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Johansson. Black Widow. Black Widow. Uh, what? Oh, I thought you said Aqueduct. Yeah. Aqueduct. <laughs> is that her name? Aqueduct. Yeah, yeah. Aqueduct. They Black Widow. Name. Saying, "Oh, we're still friends, right? Oh, of course we are. Yeah. Okay, let's have a fun, silly little slap fight. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's all yeah. that that was ever going to be. But I was enough. like, hey, it looks no, cool. I didn't feel like anything was a stake, but I was like, wee. Yeah. yeah, it was like a slide. Because Spider Man was so, yeah, totally a slide. <laughs> Spider Man was fucking amazing, and Paul Rudd came in and almost stole that movie from it everyone. It was fucking dope as shit. Yeah. I'm not saying that scene wasn't fucking amazing yeah, yeah. and wasn't one of the best things to see in the Marvel Universe. I'm yeah. just saying, it, it just, <clears throat> no, I know it, what you it's mean. A movie the movie of didn't have any weight to it, and I just no. like most of the stuff like they they've pushed into themselves of them into the wrong corner i think yeah. with storytelling with yeah. the big central fucking stories like no one really cares about the winter soldier uh now there's been two really long movies about him yeah we have I, to deal I with it more i super don't care about that character or the actor who plays him yeah i, I felt I like it worked in it's an interesting it could be there i think that you can do something with the winter soldier and he's he's, he's played nicely into the comics here and there because he just comes and goes right and he's a total ominous threat when he shows up because he's very dangerous and that's why i liked the, the winter soldier film because the first half of the movie where you just get these glimpses yeah. of him he's like the fucking terminator it's just like holy crap how do you stop that what yeah. the yeah. fuck is yeah. going on i like that but That's i didn't great. get this i didn't get as much a, a sense of that in in civil war i agree i felt like he his character no. was way more effective in the first film yeah. yeah absolutely and because you you did all the, the they didn't need film. to keep going on with the uh Bucky, it's you, and him being like, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, move on. Yeah. We need a better story. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about, like, having this, you know, here's the ones that are, like, the films, and here's yeah, the ones yeah. that are the rides. For me, a movie that I really keep thinking back on that I love that I feel like straddles that line is 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which I really yeah, feel it's like... It's a good movie, man. When it I go, to be showing up on a lot of year-end bets. It's a good I fucking movie. It, I hope it does, because... I really do think that of the movies that are doing the throwback blockbuster thing, that movie has a lot of substance. It's not just like a fun Listen, movie. It it's so great, entertaining. It is a fantastic three quarters of a movie. Everyone, no, it's uh, all of a great know, movie. I, I like that ending a lot. Oh, man. Wicked. I also understand because it does, when it gets there, I had a fleeting moment of like, okay, I guess this now. But then I was like, wee. That's, <laughs> that's entirely that. 
but what happens is okay <laughs> this now but it but that now is so well done that it doesn't matter it, is, it absolutely is uh it's it, and, it, and i like the way it sets up another another sequel yeah it's just like it, it's it's really setting up a world and that's yeah. fucking wonderful it's just i really would have liked to have seen the original movie on its own yeah but at the same time for me I I give that movie so like having that ending there I give it so much credit to be allowed to do that because of how strong technically and script wise and acting and everything that 95% was before it yeah. like yeah. I came out of that movie in terms of mainstream like theater going experiences the way that that movie ended I came out of it probably the most elated that I've seen any movie this year, including Star Wars. Like, it came out yeah. of being like, oh, yeah, like, can't wait. Fucking movies, man. And, I and love them. look, em. I'm I'm being a total boner about this about this movie <laughs> where I don't need Which to Which is be. fine. Uh, but I still came... I came out of that movie the same way. Yeah. Like, it, it is very effective in yeah. the way <clears throat> it does that. It's just like, oh, you... Uh, uh, it's like, you know, grafting an ear onto a rat. It's like, oh, that, that rat shouldn't have an ear on it, but it, it looks cool. Yeah. But what if it's a good ear? <laughs> it's a really sexy ear. Yeah, give it an earring. No, I get that. Because yeah. I felt that way about like some of Ty West movies where yeah. like, oh, House of the Devil, you're a great like low-key movie, and then all of a sudden it's insane. But the more I watched it, the more I was fine with that. So, I don't yeah. know. I, I really like that in terms of like, going to the movies and but also getting like the craft and the substance with that popcorn <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i really like that movie so you're saying you just want to see the craft again is that what yeah. yes right i'm just looking at the uh, loser movies we had from this uh, this oh year. my god um a couple that are not on uh, for the worst things i saw this year I, everything i saw in the theater for losing was yeah. pretty fucking bad and then I, there was I a couple of things. My hands, hands down, my favorite, but or my my uh, your favorite worst, my favorite <laughs> yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it wasn't even. It's one of my least favorite movies, perhaps of all time. Th- there was dog shit. Like Neon Demon was fucking terrible. Just a real Man, load I, of shit. I which sucks because movie. you guys, I still haven't seen it, but yeah. you guys were so big on his, his previous films that yeah. it's such I've like a personal loved disappointment. Every you other know, movie of his that <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. Seen. Um, Shallows is fucking garbage. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Yeah, um, I've seen that on some year ends. What I've seen that on on a multiple year end list. I yeah, keep those on seeing people... Screen Rant has this thing like here's some movies in 2016 that were supposed to suck but didn't, and the yeah. screenshots from Shallows. I'm like, are you are you uh... as that as that article goes? I, you know, I, I uh, will recuse myself. Yeah. But as that article goes on, it's there's a couple where you're like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. And as it goes on, you're like, uh-huh, what? What? Yeah, all of it is. <laughs> I don't know. There's some bad movies on there. I watched that that list get compiled, and I was oh, like, really? Uh, uh, oh, probably stay out of this. Yeah, yeah, leave it alone. The Bronze. I really hated that movie. That's that comedy with what's yeah. your face yeah. from uh, yeah. that terrible show. Um, that was really bad. Warcraft was bad, but just I, I honestly forgot that I saw it. Yeah, there was Nerve. A, I really hated. I liked Nerve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did not I'm enjoy. It. Ner- it was Ner- going to see it in the theater was really just a yeah. huge bummer. Nerve is not Nerve is good, on a not great, those, but uh, on a couple of those lists of movies that were way better than it's, it. yeah, yeah, it's like to yeah. one of those movies where I was having fun with the stupidity. Up sure. until up until a point, yeah. And Greg yeah, yeah. said that in his review, like, no, yeah. you can't just now be this movie. <laughs> yeah, but the I I also was when I was making this list, I was like, I saw this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the some, Superman yeah. musical. I was like, I watched that. Yeah, <laughs> Angry oh, yeah. Birds movie that was horrible. Lit- Fred Two Night of the Living Fred was <laughs> up there for me for worse. <laughs> was that in 2016? That was uh, well, it well, didn't come out this year, this but year, I saw yeah, it yeah, for yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for me, for me, for this year. 
absolutely hands down one uh, the worst movie of, of the year, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, <laughs> Night of Cups. Oh man, I oh, was yeah, not a yeah. fan of Night of Cups either. It was the worst. It was not good. It was I a didn't have to see massive it. piece of shit and a big slap in the face to people to moviegoers. <laughs> uh, oh, Suicide Squad. That was really bad. It was really bad, but again, it was like I didn't forget I saw it. I remember a couple scenes and I remember going, "Ah, there's a couple things that were good about that and I really want to like uh uh Will Smith again." So, uh Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a big mess of a movie. <laughs> I think I think The Bronze was my most like agitated point of film watching this year. That and Neon Demon. Really yeah, pissed me off. I had to watch another Nicholas Sparks movie this year. I think it was called The Choice, and that mm-hmm. was one of the ones on the list that I said what was that? I kept thinking it was like a comedy of some right. sort. I like the choice. I don't know. And and yeah. I and then I remembered it was a Nicholas Sparks thing, and I <laughs> I remember hating it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, should we talk about this list anyway that we compiled now? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. We we because comp- last year, Greg, you compiled the list to see who lost the most on the show, right. and it was me last yeah. year. So and it was then year, because I had lost the most, the the loser should have a little bit of a bonus. Uh, I was able to uh, deal out a punishment of my own design to you two. Yeah. And so earlier in the year, I had you guys uh, take part in a cooking competition. <laughs> uh, Which, with... by the way, was fucking rigged as shit. <laughs> <laughs> was, did someone come and cook that terrible food for you? <laughs> Those were uh, uh, questionable. No, I made my thing myself, and Dan's was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's was weirdly I put, delicious. I put a bunch of effort into yeah, yeah, yeah. making it delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I picked the ingredients that they had to uh, uh, design some type of dish for us to consume. Yeah, uh, and, and then one the loser the... had to watch uh, Sex in the City two. Yeah, so yeah, uh, we uh, no, the winner to... had to watch Sex in the City two. Huh? The winner, the person who watched the least. Oh no no! Because no, like, your food was the worst. Whoever you had to watch. Oh, is that why I had to watch? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, because you made terrible food. Yeah. <laughs> You I made yeah. sushi out of uh, mustard. And, yeah, that uh, was a bad move. And <laughs> frosted flakes. Yeah, that was a bad move. And I made like <laughs> spicy honey mustard, you know, seaweed infused yeah. biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all right. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I really wanted mine to be bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we, we did uh, it again. Uh, we tallied it all up again. To yeah. see who had done the most losing this year. <laughs> um, I was shocked to find the results. I was too. Well, I wasn't. I, you know, I, no, I guess not. I felt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, no, I, I said I... to Athena, I'm like, we're totaling it up again. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think I lost. I, I, it wasn't me this year. I was certain. Yeah. I, I mean, I was certain that it was uh, one of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I you had a good run early on. Like there, you didn't have a I good don't streak. Think I did. It wasn't a streak, but you had like Casey, Casey, Dan, Casey, Casey, Greg, Casey, Casey, Dan. Like yeah. you had well, a good. That's like, what I was really surprised to find was that uh, was that I, I was like second in line for for most because I thought it was you because you had like a crazy streak. Yeah, but I didn't lose a dice roll until like almost March. Like I started <laughs> off the year not losing at all. Yeah, right. so, so it really bought me some time. So I had the least amount of, of losses with fifteen. Casey had 16, <laughs> but old Dan I had yeah. 20. 20. Yeah. And the worst streak that in was a See bad You Next streak. Wednesday it was, history. It was like six, six weeks in, in a row. row. Yeah. That is some fucked up shit. It starts to affect you. Yeah. It's I a, remember a, your face. I remember. Towards around number four. I yeah, remember. Yeah. And the movies in that streak are pretty bad, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. What is, let's have a look at what you watched on your streak, because yeah. we have it all right here. 
Because um, yeah, I've been on like a four, maybe a four is my, the yeah. most I've had in a row. Yeah. And it, I think and early really, on in the show, there was a really classic Casey streak that was like five or yeah, at yeah, least yeah. four or five. So in really? That, yeah, I remember oh, there was the, early, early on. The show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There yeah. was a time where I could not win to save my life. <laughs> so you watched uh, six weeks in a row. These were your movies. Internet Famous. Terrible. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Not as bad as I thought, but not good. Sure. Bridget Jones' Baby. Oh, not not good, but no, not... No, no. I know. I've heard uh, not good from people yeah. who are fans of that franchise. Yeah. Uh, Dead Seven. I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's the... Uh, uh, oh, is that the... The boy band, boy band zombie movie. Right. Just, just awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Uh, I watched that unfortunate, actually. Unfortunate, but not the worst. I, right. I was actually like, oh, good for you, Tim Burton. Yeah, you I think my here. I was like a partial step back, but not for me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then Think Big. Oh, that's the, oh, uh, the Barbarian Brothers Barbarian movie, Brothers. which is right, just right. just terrible. Oh, yeah. and this and the little snippet that I'm looking at reminds me of the only thing that possibly can re- rival the bronze and uh, Neon Demon for my worst of the year is absolutely Yoga Hosers. Oh, man. Yes. Fuck right. that movie. And I still want one of you or both of you to watch <laughs> to at watch least 10 minutes of it. Yeah. Just, just to... Just there's to, a part of me that so wants... So somebody can yell about it with me. Yeah. <laughs> there's a part of me that's so curious. Yeah. yeah. Because, no, it's, again, it's, it is fascinating time, how fucked up it is. I genuinely, I genuinely enjoy Kevin Smith as a person. Absolutely. I think he's a funny little guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and he's been reportedly quite nice... Yeah, he's a nice he's, fella. He's made some wonderful movies. Yes, he some has. very, very wonderful, watchable movies. Right, uh, and 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 I applaud his hard left turn into doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. Absolutely. I absolutely yeah. applaud it. Yeah, but I don't gotta but, watch it. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't understand what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And also, as a Canadian, I'm offended. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. There's a part of that uh, did bother me. Um, but I would love it if you watched a few minutes of I'll that. Try and, I, and I would like, I mean, again, Tusk is such a bizarre film going experience. Yeah. Tusk is a better movie than Yoga Hosers, but that's <laughs> not really saying much. But that's another one where I feel like I would love to have a conversation with one or both of you. About I have tried because it is some fucked up stuff. Like not fucked up, like oh wow, how, I can't believe it did that in a movie. But like, why did you do this in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 just where where are his sensibilities? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dan, I'll you have, have some time. I took my sweet time to devise my plan. You're yeah. free to use my cooking show uh, <laughs> design. The cooking show really, was fun. It really was quite great. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. I th- maybe we'll keep the cooking show going, or I might just pick something really bad for you to watch. Well, listeners, <laughs> um, uh, let us know what you think if you want uh, if you want yeah. another episode of the cooking show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have another fun. idea, yeah, mm-hmm. got something I'm, crazy I, cooked up. No matter up. what the ingredients are, I'm just gonna make sushi again. <laughs> Then, then uh, and a, a piece of sushi will be one of the ingredients. <laughs> Good, I have a chance of winning. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, let us know. We'll get back Please. to that. Info yeah. at modernsuperior.com if you want to email. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So we'll do that. We'll do something. Yeah. Some kind of a punishment a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the loser will have to watch something terrible. Yeah. 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 All right. Awesome. Yeah. So, have I you guess I uh, want to get into a bit of what we watched. I yeah. Guess so. We've been talking for we, a while. We mentioned uh, New Year's on the way here, yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, lots of time on New Year's Eve to watch things. I know, Casey, you watched oh. the rockin' New Year's Eve. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, you two once said, all is quiet on New Year's Day, which is, I guess, why Mariah Carey <laughs> didn't bother to sing. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was watching Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Where yeah. uh, Mariah Carey 
yeah. just shit the bed in the most spectacular way. Well, <laughs> I understand that her earpiece was either blown or fell out, and she kept no monitors. To, she kept trying to find it. Yeah, yeah. So, but the thing is, she couldn't hear what they what she was trying to lip sync to. Yeah. So she mm. was trying to. It, it started with her trying to lip sync to uh, "Old Lang Syne." Right. And you hear, and you're like, "Oh, she's singing "Old Lang Syne." It sounds very pretty. But then they, there's a bit of a close up, and or not necessarily a close up. No, but no, you can, you see, can her mouth see right and away. Like, oh, uh, she's not singing. No, let's sing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they kind of cut away from her and everything, and then they start playing her song. I guess it's called "Emotion" or something yeah, like yeah, that. Emotions. Yeah. But curiously. It's not with um, with lyrics or anything like that. No, it's no. It's just the backing track with some of the higher All notes. All the high notes that she doesn't do yeah, that live. she That she won't do, yeah. yeah. Um, but she's just, she's not singing. Yeah. So, so you're like, oh, okay, I guess she just can't hear. She's not able to hear the, the backing track, so she's not able to sing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then she started making weird excuses yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the part that was, that was very suspicious where she was like, she kept saying, like, well, you know, I don't know. Happy New Year, I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm i not going to sing, uh, but let's just say this song went to number one. <laughs> and, then, and then at one point, like, she was not handling things well. And yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, my goodness. And at one point, she was like, well, I deserve a holiday. Don't I deserve a holiday, too? And I was like, oh. holiday from what? <laughs> a holiday from singing to a song that they're paying you ridiculous amounts of money to lip sync to you can't even do that yeah (laughs) i remember seeing uh like there is a way to handle yourself to make it not as bad you do a little jig and then you walk off the stage (laughs) no well this isn't what an lip sync thing but i remember seeing i think it was just like a christmas show or something like that i don't know if it was the 80s or 90s with patty labelle and like the backup singers aren't there she's just out on stage and she's like i don't have and she's like it's all everything starts like the music starts and uh, she doesn't have her the cue cards for the lyrics of this from whatever song they've written for her to sing. It's not like I don't feel like she wasn't doing a standard song. Yeah. And um, and none of the backup singers or dancers are there. And she's just out on stage in front of like hundreds of people. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, we're going. And so she's like singing what's going on. She's like, I don't have the lyrics to this song. <laughs> and she sings the shit out of the problems. Yeah. Right. And it's awesome. Yeah. And she's just like, I can't, I don't know, I, where am I, where is everyone? <laughs> and she just keeps, but she's entertaining the crowd and still going for right. it in whatever way. It's well, totally that, like, that's the problem. I, and when I watched it, I wasn't like, oh man, Patty LaBelle fucked up. I was like, oh man, somebody got fired. Yeah. yeah. Somebody <laughs> fucked up. That was the thing. It's just, Mariah Carey cannot vamp to save her yeah. life. <laughs> well, you so know, she was fucking hung out to dry. It's know. it's a real shame. Whatever the fuck happened, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If I was watching New Year, New Rockin' Year's Eve, or whatever the fuck it's called, yeah. and something like that happened, I'd be like, oh, thank you, Christmas gods. See, yeah. That, the thing is, it wasn't, <laughs> now this is entertaining. It wasn't the worst thing I saw that night. Sure, because it was just a bunch of you know, like yeah. like. Uh, music from today yeah which I'm, i mean i don't understand. i'm not gonna say it's bad i just don't understand it no well, sure uh, but watching I, anything like that it'd be like the same reason i would ever watch you know auto racing it's like i'm looking for an accident yeah yeah i don't which, want anyone to yeah. die but i want to see a car hit another car yeah my my thing with the whole mariah stuff is like yeah like she messed like something happened and then she couldn't vamp and that's like pretty entertaining I just when I see people being like oh my god she's lip fuck she's lip syncing or whatever it's like yeah man 
what do you expect? Like yeah. she's she was a pop star for like virtually, two decades, and virtually every like, pop star on the planet. Yeah, does Beyonce that does thing. it. Nobody calls her out no, on that no, shit because no. yeah. she's fucking Beyonce. Yeah, do you like think she's who actually cares? Singing while she's pulling off those crazy dance moves. <laughs> yeah. not, you can't Just, do like, it. If you are surprised or upset that someone's lip sync, it's like yeah, who yeah. cares, man? But yeah, like I, it was pretty awkward to watch her yeah, try yeah. and figure it out. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like and and I, I mean I I think that the whole act of uh, of lip syncing that shit is is pretty dumb you're a singer the whole thing is that you sing now with mariah carey it's a special case i understand why she has some of those notes pre-recorded yeah. because as you get older you can't the hit those anymore in your in your yeah, yeah, vocal yeah. cords and it, you're outside in the fucking cold yeah yeah th- that's another major fucking factor yeah. uh it, it's just it was a real train wreck to watch and also uh add to that the poor taste of afterwards her accusing dick clark productions of trying to sabotage oh, oh yeah that's did she yeah oh, yeah great but like you know that the people saying like oh how could she lip sync or whatever will be also the first people to be like if she sang live and it didn't sound right yeah. they'd be like oh she sucks what oh, she couldn't even pull off the it's like okay but what I will say <laughs> is the uh, the next performance after that uh, they cut to like New Orleans or something like that yeah. the next performance after that was Lionel Richie oh yeah and. Do you think Lionel Richie was lip syncing? Not one fucking word. Yeah. Everything was pure Lionel Richie. <laughs> was it great? Not really. <laughs> but it was fucking Lionel Richie, yeah, yeah, and he had the energy. Well, he's from a different era when the you know you, there there. I, I mean, I'm not saying that no one in the 70s or early 80s lip synced. They mm-hmm. certainly did. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was like you couldn't really get to uh, that sort of superstar status without being without, able to yeah. do yeah. all that shit live. Yeah. At the drop of a hat, you know. So he's kinda, yeah. he's from a different era of performance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a pride in like I don't fucking lip sync. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know how to sing this song. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he was a little he was a little raggedy, but uh, but yeah. it was like I was like fuck yeah, I'm watching Lionel Richie. Yeah, mm-hmm. this th- you know I wanted at least a pointer sister. Yeah, and I got <laughs> Lionel Richie. Like <laughs> the, the New Year's Eve. <laughs> performances are so weird because like you had mentioned you know a lot of the stuff that you watched was like new artists that you don't care about and i switched on the cbc feed and it was walk off the earth they played five minutes before the countdown and then when they were done i was really upset that they didn't walk off the earth (laughs) because fuck man more like they were so bad and i didn't understand why they were like in this honey spot of the evening (laughs) like Mm -hmm. their song was terrible entertainment yeah are they Canadian? I guess, is that yeah. our, okay? I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. kind of like, why well, are they? Know, and it's it's a very small pool. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> but I was just like, why? No. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those things where they played right up until the countdown. I was like, get stop playing. The were, countdown's were coming. All, were they all slapping a guitar and doing their? Shtick no, or, they were uh, just all jumping around. And, and are they trying to like be a legitimate band? I now? think they Not... were before they did that guitar video, and then yeah, but that's why anybody gives a fuck about yeah. Them. So no, that's they why were, I give a fuck about. Them. Yeah, you give quite a fuck about them. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> so what else then? What else? Yeah. Well, what have you guys been watching? Some junk like that. I watched some movies. Oh yeah. I want to bring up a movie that I think um, is deserving of a rediscovery. I watched. I haven't watched it yet. Stuart saves his family. Oh. 
Oh, I remember loving I've that movie. I almost yeah. watched that so many times, and I'd always wanted to see it. Yeah, I never have. It's Pat. I don't think it's and Pat. I'm like, I can't, I can't bring myself to watch either. Not just out of morbid curiosity, but I'm like, in, oh yeah, I couldn't. I mean, it's Pat has Ween in it. So yeah, that. I know. That's what I'm like. Well, Ween's in there. Yeah, yeah but that's but that's. Not but do a I want to spend my? Yeah. Do I want to rent this from Blockbuster because Ween's in it? Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like. Stuart saved his family is this weird outlier in the SNL um, movies like genre because it just it doesn't really feel like the same kind of movie. There's like a different feeling to it. Yeah. And and I thought it was so funny. And like, yeah, the plot's not the best and it kind of shambles along like any SNL movie did. But there's this weird like charming heart Absolutely beating in the center is. of it yeah. and i just really really liked it and i just <laughs> laughed a lot and wow. i felt more feelings than generally most of the snl movies it's just like it wasn't this amazing amazing lost classic but i was like man why did people not like this charming I it, great I put movie it on the same shelf as ladies man yeah where you're like oh i like that movie this is a legitimately fun movie to watch yeah. i can watch this more than once, yeah, and uh, uh, and I love the main character. Yeah, like yeah. I love how they flesh out. I was out. shocked how well that movie worked, ladies yeah, it man. Was great. That shouldn't be a thing well, that was enjoyable. But that's but that is the fucking power of Tim Meadows. Yeah, Tim yeah, Meadows absolutely. is a fucking genius. Yeah, and people don't recognize him as much as they should. That is one hundred percent true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So if you like that kind of '90s comedy and you haven't seen Stuart Saves His Family, it's it's worth looking into. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, cool. Yeah, right on. It's a it's a good one. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys got? Uh, <laughs> Movies we watched. Yeah, I got a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, I saw you some stuff. What did you see? Uh, let's see. I saw. Do? I saw. I had some rewatches. I guess I'll come back to that. I'll start with something fresh. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Captain Fantastic. Ooh. Oh, how's that? The uh, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. See, I've seen some split on that because I've seen that on some of the worst of the year lists, and then I've also seen it on some of the best of the year. All list. of the good uh-huh. I've heard is no, it's good. <laughs> um, it's about a uh, man who is a survivalist. Uh, he's living in the woods with his six children, um, and then when their mother passes away. He's got to go into uh, society, basically, to face her father and go to the funeral and stuff like that. And kind of that's what the movie's about. It's got a very, like, it it, it has the energy and and, uh, pacing of a lot of the kind of strange family indie movies of the last Little Miss Sunshine. That's the exact reference I was going to make, (laughs) yes. Uh, It's got that sort of vibe to it. And so it's enjoyable with that. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't wind up on my list by any means because it's just a little it's a c- kind of confusing movie. Um, it, I might have different feelings about it if, if I wasn't a parent, uh, but it, it's weird. It is weird how being a parent affects your movie watching. Yeah, it's a strange little thing. I feel like I've something because this is about parent. This movie is about parenting. So. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the stuff that I saw negative about it was like this guy's a monster. How could he? Well, yeah, do I mean, wh- now he's charming <laughs> in the movie. Now, okay, here's the, what's what's good about it is Vigo's performance is really fantastic. As always, he's always really good. Yeah. he's really good again in this. Um, and yeah, while you're watching the movie, because he's painted in a, he's your hero of the film. Yeah, you can, you, you understand why he's doing what he's doing. And yes, his kids are like abnormally strong and intelligent and they speak six languages and all this shit is cool. But if anyone in real life came up to me and was like, I'm going to live in the woods with my six children and be like, 
Are you out of your fucking <laughs> yeah. mind, you fucking no, you're lunatic? Not. Yeah. yeah. And the grandfather is in play. He's like, I'm taking these kids away from you, and you're supposed to kind of feel like, oh, oh no. no, fight for the kids. But I'm like, no, he probably should. <laughs> this is a severe Go, fucking problem. <laughs> uh, so it is kind of a con- uh, conflicted like that where I was watching it, and like, and I, I just I couldn't get in. I mean, maybe the movie's trying to do that. It makes you want to. Uh, sort of about be conflicted it. about it, yeah. but it's not enough of a hot topic issue to be like, mm-hmm. hmm, should kids live, live in, the, in woods? the woods? Be <laughs> 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 really like something to be concerned about, you know? Um, yeah, but I mean, it was it was a, it was an all right watch, and that uh, uh, the oldest child of his family is played by uh, George McKay, who's a young up and comer fella. Uh, he was in uh, uh, eleven twenty. Two sixty three with oh, uh, yeah. Franco, yeah, uh, which he's terrific in. He's also terrific in this. He's a g- the really good young actor. How old the kid is he? He well, he's twenty four. Oh. Uh, yeah. I still I still like a young kid named George. Sure, why not? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was in he was in Pride. Did you guys see Pride? Yes. No, that, that's a that's great the movie, movie about so the steelworkers or the. Uh, miners or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Minor yeah. town and yeah. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he was That's in that and he was so good in that too. A uh, smaller role in that. Uh, but yeah, he's a really uh, solid young actor and I, I liked him in this too. So performances, good. Uh, Angry Grandpa in this is played by uh, uh, Frank Langella. So, you know, hey. can't go wrong there. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's shot nicely. <laughs> it's got some nice dialogue. The performances are good. It's just like I, w- watching a movie like this, I don't know. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I enjoyed myself, but I can't say it's yeah. It's not an important film. And in a year where I did see some like really strong performances in more important movies about more important things, it's a good hard Netflix. To... Yeah, watch it absolutely. Yeah, and again, it's great for Vigo's performance specifically. I feel like I am always looking for those kind of movies to be like, oh, like Emma and I want to watch something and just have like a nice time, or like yeah. oh, like I was in Peterborough and I'm trying to find these movies to watch. We're like, we can all watch this or whatever. It's yeah. Like, that kind of, I feel like that would fit the bill. Yeah, and it just I, here's the, here's the main issue with this movie. I think is it takes itself a little bit too seriously, and it hangs out with the darkness of this kind of stuff a bit much. And it, like there were some really ripe opportunities for some dry, dark humor, and they don't go yeah. into them like they could have because there was some stuff that was almost hilarious, but just wasn't <laughs> not given enough. Far. They are, yeah, the film was like, no, 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 we're let's let's not make that kind of movie. Yeah. yeah, let's make something less memorable. <laughs> but I did like it. Yeah, and I would say definitely check it I'll out. I'll probably check it out. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good movie, just not yeah. a great one. You know, I saw a movie that's uh, that uh, deals with a couple of the themes that you were just talking about. Yeah, those themes being uh, uh, things that are hard to watch as a parent. Yeah, and a movie that's uh, only just pretty good, I guess. Yeah, nah, it's all right. Right. Uh, I don't know. Is it good? Uh, it's a movie called Nocturnal Animals. Oh, yeah. I keep yes. on meaning to watch that. I did watch that. Dan, you've seen that, haven't yeah, you? I really liked it a mm-hmm. lot. <laughs> I uh, I certainly did That's not Jake really Gyllenhaal like it Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Adams? Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Adams. Uh, uh, con- the concept is a lot of fun. Um, it's about a uh, uh, Amy Adams' ex-husband, played by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, writes a book and dedicates it to her, sends her the first copy, mm-hmm. and uh, it's sort of uh, about them. Yeah, um, kind uh, of. Sort of about them, but uh, basically does not uh, paint her in a very good light. Well, not right. even necessarily that. It's, yeah. just, it's just weird. It's kind of like a hateful and... thing that he's sending her. Yeah. And the movie basically takes place on this like three-planed, Here's her reading the book, and then here's the events of the book, and then here's the flashbacks to their relationship. Yeah, right, right. yeah. 
Um, so one of those planes works quite nicely, and that's uh, the book itself. Uh-huh. Um, when the book itself is happening, it's got a lot of life, and it's got Michael Shannon. Michael Who's Shannon so good. is fucking wonderful Amazing in this in movie. That, yeah. You know who else is fucking great? Aaron... Arathan, oh yeah, yeah, Jonathan, yeah. W- what is his kick name? Kickass, kickass, yeah, that kid. Who I don't, I don't think I've liked him in anything but Kickass. I, he's almost unrecognizable here. Yeah. But he's gotten like a ton of recognition for this movie. He's yeah, he's great so good in huh. this movie. Um, uh, Amy Adams is fine. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is fine. Yeah. Uh, that part, the book part of this movie is great. Everything else is dull. Huh. And, See, um, that's interesting because I felt like for me this is one of the first times I've seen a movie trying to do that kind of like over here and over there kind of plotting. And I never felt like when it jumped into the book or then when it jumped back or when it flashed back, I never felt like, Oh, okay, fine. Flashback time. I think what I liked about the book part was that it was showing instead of telling. Mm -hmm. And every time it went back to the real life part, it was just people saying, what they feel to yeah. each other. Right. You know, I can like see that. It, it, and uh, it's my problem with um, with that Swiss Army Man movie. Yeah. Just people saying what they feel to each other. Yeah. It's like, well, people don't do that. People don't say what they feel to each other. Casey, they try I to feel it. like right now <laughs> you <laughs> are. Don't do that, Dan. I wish yeah. you could just tell me what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> feeling that this movie was meh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it really felt like? It really felt like a movie that was directed by a fashion guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I felt like. And uh, much to the detriment of, uh, see, of the movie. I felt like that. Two. This, this is a, oh, this, this was is a movie by Tom Ford. Tom Ford. Oh, okay, yeah. so yeah, Single Man, right? Yeah. Was a, yeah, I like that movie a lot. I've never I've seen heard that. that yeah. It was a great movie. I felt like Nocturnal Animals. The things that I didn't like about it, in a weird way, heightened the movie and made me enjoy it more in a, in a really weird way because I was watching it like this is so overbaked and this is so ham-fisted and pretentious, but in a way that I'm having a lot of fun with. <laughs> yeah, and I think. I think I just didn't have as much fun yeah. until Michael Shannon showed up, and he's so fucking great. And Aaron, Ta- Aaron, and Aaron Taylor, Taylor Thomas. Yeah, sorry, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. Uh, was fucking was was so great, and there was so much life in both of their characters and performances that that I guess I could forgive all of the other really dull parts. There's there's one part that I was saying as a parent is. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I was I was this close to being like I can't yeah you know, I can't do this and it's pretty rough you know, stuff I'm not gonna preface preface it yeah it? Right. But, but yeah it, like it the, was just like the world of the book is like here is an exploitation movie if it was directed by a, a fashion guy yeah it's like mm-hmm. we're but gonna get right into all the stuff it's you quite don't nicely yeah. that scene is actually quite nicely directed like where like it really builds the tension quite nicely and, and you're like you start to feel like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and my first impulse was just to turn the fucking movie off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no. But, uh, but I kept with it and, and re- was rewarded in, in vastly diminishing returns. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> totally fair. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to throw a real, a real quick one out again because I don't have too much to say about it. But in the, on the topic of my earlier pick, of things I've been watching. Yeah. Another thing to be rediscovered. I'm not going to mention the one that Casey was thinking of because maybe I'll wait until you see it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I will in the next one. But I watched this movie that I'd never heard of called Night Mother. And it's based on a play. And the movie came out in 1986. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally aware of it, but I've yeah. never seen this. It stars yeah. Sissy Spacek and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bancroft. Right. right. Apparently the play was like a pretty 
it won a Pulitzer. It was right. like a pretty known yeah, yeah, play, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. And it's basically about Sissy Spacek and her mother in their house. They live kind of like out in the country. And Sissy Spacek basically sits her mom down and says, like, I'm going to sh- I'm going to kill myself tonight. And from there, they just talk about it and they talk about their life and they talk about oh boy. everything until like and then you just follow the movie and she's like i have like our dad's my dad's gun and like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna here's what's gonna happen she's basically like showing her all the things that she needs to know in the house like here's your pills and like here's where all the pots are and you need to like take these pills and here are all the numbers that you need if like da 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 and then but they're constantly bouncing back and forth between that kind of stuff and like their emotions about the situation um and I was fucking devastated by this movie. Sure. And I really, really liked it. I think some of Anne Bancroft's performance is a little bit up, pitched up there. But That's understandable. I loved it anyway. Yeah. And I feel like if there's people that will... I feel like if there's something that people will probably pick at the movie, it would be that. Like, it's really stagey. It's really like, this is just a filmed play. Yeah. And she's acting it that way. Yeah. But I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I find that Elizabeth Taylor in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf really takes me out of... Uh, yeah. Not just her, you know. I, yeah. It, it's, it's very play-y. Yeah. But I felt but like that, for this movie, that worked. And yeah, I just really. thought this is just this crazy little gem that I'd never heard of and watched and was just blown away by the simplicity of it. And where it goes, where you're like, I didn't know, like, I did not think it was going to end the way it ended, even though you watch the whole journey. And it's, yeah, I really liked it. I feel, how is this, like, is she notably great? She's really she great in it, yeah. I think they're both, it's just like, here's these two amazing actresses sure. being amazing. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like something like that, like, I'm picturing Sissy's basic playing that and just going, like, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, totally. I really liked it. And I really want to see that. It's hard to find. I'll give you guys copies of it if you want to see it. Yeah, but it's, I, I would I, like to see it. 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 it was something that Emma and I threw on just like, oh, I had this and I want to see it, but I don't know what it is, so we'll just discover it together. And I yeah. was like blown away by it. Just this cool little weird movie I'd never heard of that was just devastating. <laughs> Have yeah. you guys ever seen In the Bedroom? No, actually. It's a fucking great movie. No. She And she's exceptionally great. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. Tom Wilkinson's also fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So... If you're into that kind of thing, Night Mother, 1986. Yeah. Night Check Mother. it out. <laughs> Night Mother. Night Mother. <laughs> Who is also actually the newest character in the Marvel universe. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Greg? Yeah. Now you. Now me. Now I, you go. I, I, I like rewatch action. I, I, I rewatched Force Awakens, but uh, <laughs> I think we've had enough Star Wars talk for a little while. Uh, it's still <laughs> terrific. Just yeah. what a great film. That reminds me, I did watch the uh, original trilogy again nice. upon yeah. the passing of uh, yeah. Terry Fisher. And, yes, uh, yes. you know, it's also actually pretty good. Pretty good, original trilogy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Force Awakens. Good time. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I can hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, that was great. And just enjoy it. I think that was my third time seeing it. Um, I'm not up at the 15 or 16 like uh, Mr. Lyons here. Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on New Year's Eve, well, the la- week leading up to New Year's and on New Year's Eve, I spent New Year's Eve uh, with Athena playing uh, Act One movie trivia game. That's a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, it's just fine. Uh, yeah, a little bit of wine and a beer. <laughs> well, we played it and didn't watch a countdown. Looked at my watch and saw 1201 and went, oh, look, we made it to midnight. Let's go to bed. Um, but through playing the game, uh, because you do either television or movie uh, scenes, right, back and forth, came across a couple of uh, classics that Athena hadn't seen. One of those was uh, Cool Hand Luke, uh, 
Ooh. Oh so boy, I haven't we, watched that uh, since college. Yeah, yeah. We just we we watched Cool Hand Luke together, uh, which I've seen a fair number of times. I think I have never seen that movie either. Ah, oh, see, oh. And now that's oh. I was like, should I bring it up? Because yeah. I mean, Cool Hands Luke, like, Cool Hand Luke is one of those kind of like big fucking movies of yeah. uh, of the uh, auteur era to. and one of the early big ones. Um, and but I was like, maybe people haven't checked it out and like haven't gotten around to it yet. And Athena had never seen it. And she's a big Paul Newman fan. And uh, I was like, well, then fuck, we're watching goddamn Cool Hand Luke. And <laughs> it's one of my that's one of my one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. And it just holds up so well. And again, on a watch, I was just like, fuck me. I love this goddamn movie. Um, and she loved it as well. It's uh, George Kennedy just passed away yeah. this year as well. One of the many claimed by 2016 um, uh, won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. That's playing I, Dragline. That's my yeah. biggest contention with that with that movie is that. He really plays like it's a nah. real dull. nah no 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 you gotta watch it again because what <laughs> he's doing I, I what do. he's doing so consistently and so super well is not easy to do and sell uh, I and, and maybe like I think I was a much more cynical person when I watched it the sure. first time or when I last watched it yeah no it's a fucking amazing performance and it's yeah. so necessary to the movie working not anybody could just step in and do it right it and now granted sometimes people do get an oscar based on like a, a performance filled with a lot of charm yeah. and this has that absolutely but it's it's that drag line is one of the best screen characters ever he's so fucking great george kennedy it's the only guy who could have done it uh, and made it be that fucking awesome. And his his chemistry with Newman is so 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 what, good. What year was that again? Sixty seven. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know who he beat out. If I looked at a list, maybe I'd be like, well, fine, that guy should have won. But it's not like <laughs> I, I don't. There's nothing about the performance that I would say no. That guy shouldn't have a fucking award for doing that shit because right. it was fucking awesome. Um, it, yeah, it's a, it's I like it's one of those movies. It has like a lot of elements of a lot of movies of that era. If you like things like uh, doorbells, <laughs> like I just had an idea. <laughs> Hold on. All right, and we're back. Well, Casey, what was the big idea? <laughs> I thought I'd answer the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Cool Hand Luke. Uh, if you know. It's got that that ring of counterculture in uh, uh, character-driven movies that would then populate the uh, '70s. You know, you can't uh, yeah. help but think about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest when you watch this. You know, and not in a negative way at all. Just like if you want, if you love that movie, and you're like, more please. Yeah, here's a different type of yeah uh, okay. energy for it. You know, it's got a totally different vibration than uh, than Cuckoo's Nest. Um, and Newman is just astounding in it uh he's one of those guys when you look back on it, you're like it's crazy that he didn't get any real award recognition until what, nobody's fool yeah like, <laughs> which is yeah. so fucked up but it's because i mean a lot of people would say it's because he was such a, an icon and he was so handsome yeah that he's like no that's that's not you, yeah. you can't honestly be that good and it's, that good yeah looking. it's it's actually but, the exact same reason i've never won an oscar <laughs> too handsome <laughs> too handsome <laughs> this guy's too yeah, yeah. handsome uh but it's a remarkable For performance best might be like i think if i when i when i think of like at least or you know the younger uh, era newman performances it's probably the one i i go to when i think of like his greatest work it's probably cool hand luke it's just such a 
It's just it, it's everything he does well at its best, you know. And then you get the the, the the later incarnations of his technique and stuff like the verdict, where you see the the, the more measured and the, mm-hmm. the quieter stuff. Anyway, well, he's a terrific actor. Yeah, um, that's another movie you haven't seen. A lot of people don't uh, haven't checked out the verdict. Yeah, it's for, been on uh, my watch list forever. It's a it it you know it's it's a quiet slow movie, but it's fucking amazing. Yeah, the script is outstanding, that. and Newman is. Uh, at his absolute best in it, but yeah, Cool Hand Luke uh, is something I, I can't recommend enough. If you are, a, you know, if you tend to feel like you like films of the '70s and that sort of like the 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 America, the golden age of American film, if that's sort of your jam, and you have not seen this movie, absolutely yep. see this movie. Just describe me. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's really something. Like I yeah. kind of want to watch it again <laughs> this week. You know, it's nice. really that, really something special. That movie always, um, w- when I think about it. It always makes me feel a little bit nauseous um, just to think about it. But I think it's just the thought of eating the eggs. all those oh, eggs. Oh, the eggs, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just makes me feel a little <laughs> And gross. that's like yeah, one yeah. of the things that I know about it. Like just yeah, well, yeah, that's <laughs> the big uh, that thing. And then I guess if you haven't seen it and you were like a Guns N' Roses fan, you'll go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a go, cool like oh I've wasted my life being a Guns N' Roses fan. <laughs> it's one of those movies like it's it's counterculture. It's it's you know it's coming at a time where uh, you know the, the younger generation or I guess not just the younger generation but people were feeling very disillusioned with their country and confused about what's going on in a war that's not supposed to be happening and really not trusting the government and feeling outside of the the energy of what's happening within their <laughs> surroundings. And like, so Cool Hand Luke's kind of an interesting movie to watch now. It doesn't directly deal with those things but mm-hmm. it's absolutely uh, a of character the, that is born times. of the counterculture and the disillusionment yeah. of the late 60s you know so uh i i hope with uh, at the very least maybe we'll get some good art out of this fucked up time period yeah. <laughs> we'll get some movies like this again but uh, yeah watch yeah. cool hand luke yeah please yeah yeah casey uh, one more I'm going to talk really briefly about because I'm going to elaborate on it later. Uh-huh. Uh, we had uh, another um, in our series of uh, what I'm calling uh, Miyazaki Night in Canada. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was hoping that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we watched uh, 1988's uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Sweet. It is so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's so wonderful. <laughs> like, it, it j- I cannot describe the warm feeling you get from watching a Miyazaki movie like it's really just something special but like oh my goodness it's so wonderful uh it, it's basically and again like the interesting thing about Miyazaki movies is that they don't often have a set antagonist there, mm-hmm. there's not often like a uh, well this is your bad guy and you gotta overcome the bad guy there's yeah. just a certain set of circumstances and then also a fantastical world around those or adjacent to those uh those circumstances um and this movie is very much that, uh, and, and it's it's really wonderful. It's about this family, uh, a father and two young girls, who um, move into a new house that's possibly haunted by spirits. And uh, uh, the the their mother is in the hospital and she's very ill they don't say with what necessarily but you know she's possibly going to be able to come home for the weekend but then you know maybe not kind of thing because her her condition is possibly worsening uh and then the 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 girls happen upon this uh sort of fantastical being uh this this big sort of creature that uh, that sort of affects their lives in a certain way Mm -hmm. or helps them sort of cope with their own lives Mm -hmm. it's uh uh 
I cannot tell you how fucking beautiful it is uh, and how much I love this movie. Uh, but as interesting and as wonderful as the movie, there's some really interesting uh, backstory with this movie and how it got brought to, um, uh, sorry, how it got brought in to, uh, <laughs> uh, to uh, North America uh, and its uh, um, connection to trauma films. Oh, yeah. Which is really interesting. <laughs> so uh, uh, there's, uh, long story short, there's two dubs. We watched the Disney dub. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which is, I guess, oft maligned. Um, so uh, I, I'm going to see if I can find um, the uh, the Fox dub, which is the one that uh, that is more closely related to trauma films, as I understand it. Huh. So I'm going to uh, try and find that, and then I'll report back later. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, right on. And, nice. and I'll, I'll get a little bit more into the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Cool. Hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What else? I'm done. I watched a shitload yeah, of movies, but I'm good for ones uh, to bring up. Yeah, I think that's all I need to talk about. All right. Yeah, we're just we're just about at an hour, all so right. uh, just a bit. Should we get into uh, film roulette then? Oh, I think so. Oh my god, let's right. do it. <laughs> Film Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die, and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week it was a winner's choice roll. You could watch whatever you want, and the loser had to go see, what was the name of it? A Sunday Horse. A Sunday Horse. A a bad uh, viewing at home pick that we we, uh, picked this, this last week, but the loser who sees the bad movie gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Uh, we we listen to some Bon Jovi. We yeah. will talk about that. We will roll four movies next week, and that's how we play film roulette. Um, yep. So Casey, you lost. Greg and I won. Yeah. Mm. Um, how do you want to get into which one to talk about? Or maybe we had a blind uh, pick to the same movie. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I I would be so happy if that was what happened. Yeah. Yeah, like so happy. How do you, who do you, do you feel like you want to go first? Or do you want to throw it to me? Um, well, has your film been discussed on the podcast previously? It or anything has like not. That? Neither has mine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Neither has mine, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. Great. Um, yeah. Well, uh, why don't you go first, Dan? All right. Yeah. Uh, I watched a movie that I had been meaning to see for a while mm-hmm. um, called "The Autopsy of Jane Doe." Oh, that is not what I watched. Okay. Okay. Great. Tell me about um, it. This is a 2016 release, and it's directed by Andre Overdahl. He did um, Troll Hunters previously. Oh, right. Oh, man. Which uh, I did not see because I assumed it would make me barf, but I heard no. nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. And no, yeah. it won't make you barf. Yeah. Uh, they, it, were, uh, they were in the midst of uh, bringing it to the small screen as a series with uh, Anton Yelchin, I believe. Oh, oh really? And man, then it got chick-canned when he died. Yeah, That yeah. sucks. Huh. Um, so Autopsy of Jane Doe, this made the um, the festival circuit earlier this year, played yeah, Midnight yeah. Madness, played a, fan- a bunch of the other ones, maybe Fantastic Fest or something. It stars Emile Hirsch, Brian Cox, and Ophelia Lavabond, mm-hmm. um, and is about a father and son coroner. I'm sorry, what was her name again? Ophelia Lavabond. Lavabond? L-O-V-I-B-O-N-D. That's a wonderful name. <laughs> yeah. Um so it's about a father and son coroner duo who receive a mysterious homicide victim with no apparent cause of death as they attempt to identify the beautiful young Jane Doe. They discover increasingly bizarre clues that hold the key to her terrifying secrets. Um, 
So this has been getting some buzz, and I've been meaning to see it, and I finally got to see it. Sounds mm-hmm. great. Um, so it's it is basically set up like a one location kind of spook filled haunted house sort of vibe where as they you know cut into this body and discover what's going on inside of her it gets kind of um progressively more and more weird like unexplained things going on with yeah. certain organs and 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 weird things start to happen in the room <laughs> her and kidneys filled with skittles <laughs> <laughs> weird <laughs> and I was so excited to see this movie, and I have heard a lot of the the discussion that I've heard around this movie is much like some of the stuff we were talking about earlier. Oh, what a great two thirds of a movie, and then yeah. it kind of fumbles at the end, which I feel like is an ongoing discussion in the horror genre, especially mm-hmm. on our podcast. There's yeah. so many movies that you get to the end and you go, yeah, you dropped the ball, you had it. Yeah. Um, and I am happy to say that I didn't particularly think that about this movie right although i had major caveats with it so the gist of the movie like i said earlier so um emile hirsch is plays the son of the father um son duo of coroners and he's going to go out on a date with his girlfriend when this body which at the beginning of the movie um which is the only scene outside of the of the uh, coroner's office they dig her up in this the basement of a house that had this weird murder and they don't know how she got there and she's like mm-hmm. oddly preserved and so they they bring her in and they say we need the cause of death tonight because we have to write about it tomorrow morning in the news in the newspaper and so Emil Hirsch kind of goes oh I'm not I, I can't go on this date with you I'm going to stay with my dad I can't like ditch him cuz I haven't told him I'm leaving and there's kind of like some stuff going on there so I kind of have to be here for him um, so they start doing their autopsy and this movie really has a fun build to it. Like everything that they start doing in this autopsy is sort of progressively more and more interesting. So her skin is perfect, but her wrists and her ankles are all like shattered inside. It's like, well, how do you shatter somebody's ankles and like without, the bu- any, bruising. without any bruising? Right. And so they cut her open and her lungs are like all burned up. And it's like, well, how the fuck would you burn somebody? These lungs are like insanely burnt. And there's like stab, sca- like scars from stabbing, but like the skin's perfect. And then they find this um, like cloth in one of her organs and it has these weird markings on it. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? And it has this really great escalation mm. and it's more of a thriller kind of like slash horror yeah um and it's so fun and so just kind of like nice and it's not not nice <laughs> but like nice and like like the escalation all this weird stuff inside this body it was nice really nice it was nice, so nice. <laughs> it just I had a really lovely a, time it was lovely <laughs> looking at that lady's liver yeah <laughs> But it has this like the like the nice escalation, it was full of soothing jazz. <laughs> nice. Is this a Kenny G album? <laughs> Weird. They yeah, opened yeah. her up, and Branford Marsalis was in there. Boss gags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but it has this like the escalation is nice. It's like it doesn't get too batshit too fast, and everything that happens had me kind of hooked to be like, this is interesting. I want to know more. Now, to get to the caveats with this film, mm. it does a couple things where it really feels like they needed to push the spooky, scary stuff. And yeah. there's one or two or maybe three scenes where the jump scares are just like, okay, the spooky man down the hall yeah. all of a sudden was in front of the camera with a spooky face. 
uh, seen it about a million times. Yeah. You know what I mean? And oh, like you looked through a hole in a wall and there was a spooky little face on the other side. Seen it a million times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was another scene where they do some, they a room lights on fire and the CGI fire. I was just like, I mean, this is just a little bit too far. Yeah. Overreached a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do a thing with the girlfriend character that I won't spoil, but that I found was like really like, why did you need to do this? This is so shameless attempt at like trying to get an emotional attachment to these characters we don't need. Yeah. Um, but everybody seems to have a problem with the way this movie ends. And I thought like it's, it, it does explain a lot. And I feel like people generally don't like when a movie kind of lays out pretty blatantly like, well, here's what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And we said it earlier. It's nice to have questions, but I felt like with all of that crazy stuff about her body that I mentioned earlier, you can't just leave me hanging on that. Yeah, if you it's, know? if they're setting up a puzzle, you have to put the pieces in. Yeah, place. and the movie does it, and I understand why people would be like, okay, whatever. But I thought it was just like a really nice way to say, here's the element of the supernatural, or like here's how these crazy things could be happening. But you, they didn't have to like rub your face in it. It was just like an interesting little layer to it. And I thought it ended on like a nice little note. It's just it's a shame that there's a few things in this movie that they try a little too hard to be mainstream with those scares. Like mm-hmm. this movie's not scary. And the times that it tries to be scary, you're just like, this is just every horror movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And the stuff that you've built around this movie is so fun and clever and interesting and, you know, off-putting and weird, but in like a kind of a thriller sort of like you've got my attention way. You don't need the scares. But Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox are both really fun and great in it, and the caveats I had with it weren't too huge. Right. Like one of them was really huge, but I just was like, okay, you did a dumb thing in one scene, and I think that was useless, and I'm going to move on. Yeah. So I really had like a fun time with this, and I think – in a year where we had a lot of these horror movies that the things I had wrong that I didn't like about this movie were whole other movies. Yeah. Like from what you guys are saying about lights out, yeah. where we're just like, Oh man, you guys could have done something, but you just went for what we expect. Yeah, or yeah. like the original Ouija movie, like, Oh, this is all this is, is everything you've seen before. I felt like at least this movie, the pack, the package and, and everything else around it was interesting enough that yeah. didn't matter that once in a while it was like, oh, it have to be the spooky movie for the general audience. It's Oddly, fine. that's exactly how I felt about the second Ouija movie. Yeah. It was so stock and so like you have to do these these tropes kind of thing because yeah. they're what date movie watchers expect. Yeah. But you made it so much fun. Yeah. That, uh, that I forgave all the dumb shit. Yeah. That's what I liked about this movie. Like the raw elements of it i was like this is just so entertaining and and you've got my attention the whole way through it's just a shame we did those little detours but yeah i guess you got to do what you got to do to sell a movie yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like it's definitely a fun one that i think people will sort of discover yeah, I gotta now that it's that on out. vod and stuff and yeah. have a good oh, I'll, time i'll with. certainly yeah. watch that Absolutely. That awesome. and you really should watch troll hunter yeah i need to you're going to that. like troll hunter yeah. That's I remember I was so excited I s- by the trailers. I started watching it, and it's uh, uh, it's a found footage type of deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I, I think at that time I just I'd had enough. Yeah, it's not quite as it seemed more like a fun, entertaining. Well, it's, it's more it's, like it's a, almost more mockumentary. It's, uh, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's not really like look. We found the yeah. Did you know that there's trolls? And anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I loved Troll Hunter. I thought it was just fucking fantastic. It, it looks amazing. The effects yeah. are so good. Yeah, yeah. And this it. movie. 
the direction of this movie is is really like Casey would say responsibly directed. It's very like there's a, there's a bit of a style to it, but you're not, you know, like the first shot of the movie is almost like me Earl and the dying girl. There's a little bit of a like the camera twirls around before settling in on something and it's like you don't go too far with it. It still looks like a kind of glossy thriller movie, but I at least it's nicely directed and to see him go from like you know, uh, uh, from what I saw from the trailers of Troll Hunter, a glossy kind of sort of mockumentary mm-hmm. sort yeah. of looking thing. It didn't look like lo-fi, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to see him go from there to here, it's like, okay, you're like, this is a bit more settled down and there's some nice touches and restri- it's very restrained. And I just thought, yeah, you're not going to be bowled over by the direction, but I am definitely like, I want to see what this guy's doing next. He ha- kind of yeah. has all that yeah. that potential now that he's got these two well-received movies to, I, to sort out the, those the two movies that that he's directed troll hunter and and uh what's it called the, the autopsy, autopsy of jane, jane doe, doe have just shot right to the the top of my list yeah because yeah. i i'm i'm like super into kind of that type of thing right yeah. now yeah, yeah. and i really want to see an inspired voice right now so yeah man. so cool, cool. it's definitely worth checking out and Absolutely. i th- and i do think i was benefited a little bit by waiting now that the buzz has died down a little like when it was playing festivals i think it was so high on the buzz factor that people were thinking oh and then the ending wasn't the best thing in the world so now i'm really disappointed right like discovering it now on vod it's like oh cool like a nice little thriller that flew under the radar yeah yeah Yeah, so definitely check it out cool what did you see i saw passengers Oh. oh no yeah yeah Curious to see what yeah. uh, what all the hullabaloo yeah. is about. I've been hearing an awful lot of, uh, hey, this is a sort of misogynist piece of crap. Yeah, there's some very angry people uh, about this motion picture. Um, and, uh, and it didn't do too great. No, no. Time. Well, there was so the, the negative press on this movie was so huge before it came out, even, uh, that yeah. I think it really damaged its ability to perform at the box office, which... Probably hurts big budget sci-fi movies yeah. again, uh, which is a bummer. Uh, but what's yeah? So that that is a uh, unfortunate if sci-fi takes a hit due to uh, poor performance of this. Like this is th- these are the two most popular yeah. actors going right now. Yeah, uh, Chris Pratt coming off of the gigantic year of Jurassic Park and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and Jennifer Lawrence, both of them are like Reddit's favorite actress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every other post on Reddit is about <laughs> one of these two people. So you will kind of want to coast on their star power and their charm. Um, so yeah, this movie is fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I hated this movie. I felt, I felt like the trailers aggressively it, like the trailers they did, like it just seemed like they were selling, these people in a movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's, that's the most I've seen about it. Yeah. Is that uh, science fiction, Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a spaceship or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just want to clarify, too, just for a friend of the show uh, and fellow podcaster, Ariel Fisher, I did not go to the motion picture theaters to watch this. I Technically, I watched uh, Passageros. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh you know uh, she had a post a little while ago that i uh had to support a bit there and yeah. not giving money to this kind of crap right. um because yeah you got to learn at some point uh, so the the multitude of things that are wrong with this movie the all right it's let's start with bare basics it's a science fiction movie uh to make a good science fiction film direction and atmosphere are 
absolutely paramount. It yeah. is so necessary. This has none of that. This is uh, who directed this? What did he do? He did uh, the Imitation Game and some other fucking garbage. Oh, really? I don't know. Wait, yeah, imitation, the imitation Game, game is not some uh, shit. I didn't does not see. Live and I don't die by care about. Direction. Yeah, no. Fucking fuck all that. Anyway, so yeah, it looks like stagnant garbage. Set design is pretty good. Uh, but whatever. It doesn't matter when nothing is interesting. The score is not interesting. Um, and then we're looking at the characters, which you have to, if you're not going to have a reflection of man, if you're uh, mankind, when you're in the depths of space, trying to find a new life. The whole plot of this movie is we're going to a new planet to populate it because we are, we have ruined what we have. There's still people on earth. They're not all dead or anything like that. This is the first 5,000 people going yeah. to the new place. It takes 130 years to get there or something, 120. Anyway, so uh, you have uh, your main... Uh, this is going to be spoiler crazy, so don't worry about okay. it because you shouldn't see this movie. So to give people a second to yeah. skip forward, yeah. I will say I'm sure that there are people out there yelling, uh, this director did a movie in 2011 called Headhunters, uh-huh. which is so good. Okay, great. I like that movie a lot. I'm sure there are people out there being like, no, he did one that was good. Yeah, yeah. But, well, you know what? Yeah. I don't care because this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, I also that's really totally didn't like fair. the imitation game. Um, and imitation game and direction has a great deal to do with the problems in this film. Um, so, yeah, they got a, 120 years or whatever to get to the new place. Of course, obviously, now the trailer does give so much away. Uh, Chris Pratt is woken up and he's got 90 years to go. So obviously he's going to die alone. After a year of being alone, he decides to wake up Jennifer Lawrence because he sees her uh, and thinks she's pretty. And then he watches her like passenger profile or whatever. And she's like, he's like dynamite. And, you know, he hums and haws over it like, oh, I shouldn't do this. But he goes and does it anyway. Uh, there's a robot bartender there played by Michael Sheen. Anyway. There's no, there's no, there's nothing to anybody's that when they're talking about like, why, did, why, you know, just, she doesn't know. She thinks it's a malfunction that has woken her up too for the first while. And they're like, oh, why were you going to go to Homestead, the new planet? And he's like, oh, cause I could just like build a house there and like live in it or whatever. And she's like, oh, cool. Cause I want to write a book. And I'm just like, this isn't. What? what are we t- I don't give a fuck about your fucking hobbies. This is so horrible. Like, where is the... There's nothing interesting about these two fucking people other than one of them's a douchebag. Um, and uh, so now we do get to the point where she does find out uh, that it was him that woke her up, which everyone knows as well. There's no secrets to this movie, really. The big plot points were all out there for everyone. So she finds out yeah. that he did it. He steals her life. Um, made a choice on her because he looked at her and he said, Mine. Um, and she is mad about it, absolutely. And the movie is going that way for a bit. Like she doesn't, she doesn't. He's like, I want to say I'm sorry. I did it because of this and this. And she's like, I don't care why or yeah. what you want or how you feel about it. That doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah you stole my life. You stole. Away. I'm going to fucking die alone in space because of you. Um, but but obviously people have, now. If that's how you're going to stand to, it, and this is what this movie is going to be about, and it's a thriller about a fucking. A horrible man <laughs> great but the, it isn't sold that way you're supposed to he's like oh shucks and stuff like that and you, he, he's the guy you're supposed to feel sympathetic towards yeah and of course he's gonna then risk himself to save her and everyone else at the end and she comes around on it and like i love you uh and forgives it all you know and it's all just like like it's okay it's like as long as you're super nice after you yeah. destroy a woman's life stalk someone it's in. okay yeah 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 <laughs> i feel like there's a way to actually do that properly where like like to to if if you sort of like 
are doing a bit of a commentary on like Stockholm syndrome or like this isn't the right way to do it, but yeah. Yeah. this is possibly what if, might happen. Sure. Yeah. But if you're if you're going like, don't worry, he's the hero at the end. Yeah. Like, no, he's not. No, he's he's still that's still gross. Yeah, yeah. it's super gross. If it's a if the movie goes into the like dark exploration of these emotions that, of this kind of like twisted that's guy. That's the only way to do something yeah. like that. And from what I understand, possibly that was the there original was, source material. There was some kind was of like a that. darker version. They and, like and that's why this director, it. which Headhunters is a fairly it's a dark, pretty dark movie, movie, if I understand. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's how it all came about. I think it's oh, a, this is yeah. going to be an interesting, cool, you know, yeah. complicated movie. And then, uh, you know, studios kind of went. Right, uh, you get the two biggest stars in yeah. the world in it. Yeah. And there you go. Can't be that movie anymore. Yeah. And, and then became, there's other, because th- there are a lot of missed opportunities or things you could have done that are interesting because of the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, so Chris Pratt's the only guy who wakes up because something happens to the ship and that's what wakes him up. There's damage. Yeah. And his thing malfunctions. But they make point uh, they, they bring it up a number of times that he's an engineer <laughs> right and of course like oh then the ship because he has to save the ship hat. at the end yeah yeah, yeah he's got his little cap <laughs> he has to sh- obviously save the ship at the end to save the 5,000 sleeping people on board and I'm like very convenient that he's an engineer but the whole time I'm thinking well it, maybe it was because the ship knows that it has a problem and they have a log of yeah. what everyone does and why they're there right. and the ship was like or or they've set it in place like if something like this happens wake this wake guy up. Yeah. Yeah. you know bu- 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 and so like maybe the ship woke him up maybe the ship did to him what he does to her yeah you know like kind of do something with that have yeah like some kind of, nope even, that's interesting <laughs> enough even yeah like, may, i thought i was like it's almost seemed too obvious that that's what they're going to do but they don't do that it's just yeah. totally random that he woke up and it's just lucky for everyone that he's a fucking engineer um, yeah like even a movie about two or three people that get woken up by the ship and they have to figure out like what did it want us to do? What skill sets do we have? Let's figure the problem out. Like that could be just like an interesting thriller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's compounded even worse with uh, there. So there is a third person who shows up. It's Lawrence Fishburne wakes up, and he's hanging out. He's like a an officer on the ship or whatever, and he finds out what happened that Chris Pratt woke her up, and he's trying to figure out what's wrong with the ship. And and so she's like, "So you know what happened, right?" And he's like, "Yep." And she's like. Ugh. And he's like, I don't have time. I got to try and fix the ship. And honestly, it's like, you know, it's terrible and I'm sorry. But, you know, he was a drowning man and drowning people will pull you in. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, he was having a real hard time. So tough luck, lady. Yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck is Listen, fuck this guy? This guy's a real piece of shit, but, uh, well, fuck you too, I yes. guess. <laughs> <laughs> when you so, flush a piece of shit, you might get pulled in too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, and he's just there to die, essentially. And before he dies, to tell them both, like, you should take care of each other. Um, yeah, I know. Oh, there's so much bad dialogue in this. There's a lot. This is I can't. I couldn't believe it. Like I was. And Jennifer Lawrence looks pained while she says it. <laughs> she's. Uh, he's like blah blah. She, when they're first kind of meeting, like when she's first woken up, he's like, oh, you know, I didn't want to. I always wanted you to be comfortable. I didn't want to, you know. Uh, I I wanted to give you your space. And she's like, huh, space. That's the only thing I don't need more of. <laughs> and then she put on her straw hat and took her cane with her out the door. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. And then, uh, so here, this is more spoilery stuff just for the end because it just enraged me so much because she is pushing back at his attempts to apologize and fix the situation because you can't fix that. That's not a thing you apologize for. Uh, but he saves the day and her and the ship. And, of course, when he's in peril, she's like, please come back to me. I love you. And blah, blah, blah. And then 
he fixes the ship and everything's going to be great. And also, he one of the problems is they can't go back to sleep, obviously. But he finds, because they have access to the captain's or the flight deck or whatever, there's one pod that you can activate okay. on board. But only one person can go in. It's like, so it should be you. And she's like, no, no. And he's like, yeah, no, no. It's, you know... <laughs> It's the least I can so do. So you come taking it. Yeah, yeah. So you it. It's like, that'd be more interesting. If, like, show him for the true piece of shit he is, where he just, like, clubs her and takes the thing. Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> fuck, whatever. I mean, something had to happen yeah. that wasn't just, oh, I love you. Um, so, but then he's like, There's so, yeah. There's room on the door for Here, everyone. you should get you should get in this and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and live your life. You know, I'll, uh, have a, write your book. And he's like, oh, but also, will you marry me? <laughs> he has yeah. a ring and all this and shit. And then, so then the end of the movie is when everyone wakes up, you know, 90 years later or whatever to go uh, live their life on the, the new planet. And he had planted oh a God. tree at one point. So now the whole, it's all like a fucking botanical garden inside the ship and stuff like that. And it's, I think it's a narration from her at the end. I don't even remember, but she decided not to. That's what I was. Oh my God. She's going to live her, live out her life with him my, and just die on the ship. I was going to say, do they wake up and there's like two skeletons hugging? They didn't do that <laughs> at least, but they might as well have. They lived a wonderful, and like, and we had a life, our life together. Uh, oh my fucking God. This is one of the worst, like bit, like huge studio project movies I've seen in a really fucking long time. Oh my God. So it wasn't just that it was boring. It wasn't just that it was bad. It wasn't just that it was po- sub level performances to, from two very talented people. It was that it really made me fucking angry. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, it just, it's moral compass is so off and it made me like, like I feel weird about Chris Pratt now. <laughs> like, yeah. I like, I genuinely enjoy that dude. He seems like a real nice guy, but I hate this fucking movie so much. Like I, uh, I like those two people are so well liked. It's almost too much how much they're liked. I ma- I imagine the backlash has to come. It's inevitable. It yeah. happens to fucking everyone. But it's like this is probably the thing to do it. You know. I mean, yeah. he's lucky he's got Guardians too coming around the bend. Yeah, seriously. Totally. Uh, yeah, because I don't know. Oh boy, fuck it's- this fucking piece of fuck. <laughs> yeah, Pasajeros is horrible. <laughs> it's funny. Pasajeros no es bueno. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because, so I watched a movie um, a few days ago uh, called The Collector, based on the book. Yeah. And it's like that kind of a thing. It's about a guy who collects butterflies and then he decides like one day he's going to like kidnap a woman yeah. and keep her in his basement because he wants her to love her. Right. And it's like... I didn't love the movie. The book is is super interesting, but the movie is trying to be this exploration of like she wants out and he's a psychopath and he's forcing her to stay here. Yeah. And we get the like into that and not it's not just like, "Oh, thank you. I love you." <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It, like there's a there, you can explore that kind of dark shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't with take that, a dark that. thing and say but it's lovey dovey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but sometimes no. this guy's all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. You can't, that's an unspeakable act he committed. It's, yeah. it is murder 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Fucking, yeah. Ugh. What a downer. Oh, I just, yeah. I just, um, and I, and I, like, I was, I started watching it. And I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, I, I know what's going to be the things that are upsetting about this movie, the why everyone was so. Uh, over the top angry about it but then it, it, I, I wasn't even even with that I wasn't prepared for how mad I was <laughs> at the end of this movie just fuck yeah Ugh. yeah 
really, really, really unpleasant. Don't bother. Okay. Ever. I, yeah. I won't. Nothing to see here. Nothing to look at. It doesn't even look good. <laughs> I don't think Just I watched. even cared w- when it was... Like when I didn't know anything about it, yeah. I think just watching, I was like, I I don't even care to see these two people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that piece of shit. Speaking of pieces of shit, yes, Casey. Don't yeah. assume you watched a movie. <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. was called a Sunday Horse. Yes. A Sunday Horse. And mm. let me tell you something about a Sunday Horse. <laughs> I'm going to steal a joke that I made earlier. <laughs> It's a real Wednesday piece of crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, this, Bing Rames is in this thing? There's a lot of people. Oh, yeah, in it's got a thing. cast, man. <laughs> um, you got Bing Rames. Yeah. You got Linda Hamilton. Oh, yeah. You got. Uh, I thought this was a real. When I heard the name of this on the show last week, yeah. I thought this was going to be like a real, you know, Netflix, David Dakota thing. Um. Yeah. But that, but William Shatner's in this. Oh yeah, the Shat Shatner's in it. Um, it's not that it's not a real uh, almost. It, it's it's a little higher uh, uh, quality than Dakota. Hey, bees clapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys? Okay, uh, we we have a decision. Do you want to pause? Uh, or do you want to just keep going with the possibility of interruption? I baby think uh, we can fine. continue on with a baby here. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come here, Angel Butt. Come here. Oh, you know what? The director of A Sunday Horse did one of Casey's favorite films, the 2014 uh, Left Behind with oh. Nicolas Cage. Oh, which wow. Was a, which was a, a loser pick yeah. for him. It is great. You don't do the mixing. Um, <laughs> yeah, down. see, this is, <laughs> this is the problem. She loves that machine. You can have yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. um all right a sunday horse this is a movie i'm not going to um to describe the uh uh uh, the plot or anything because this is basically just every horse movie you've ever seen (laughs) and which is many uh yeah i mean (laughs) you guys are big horse that's my favorite my second favorite genre yeah yeah Yeah, it goes uh horror movies then horse movies yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, just above movies movies about shoes uh (laughs) sure yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, shoe flicks, we call yeah. them. Yeah. Um, cruel shoes. Yeah. Loose shoes. Yeah. <laughs> the list Are those goes on. titles of shoe movies? <laughs> okay, baby, go with mommy. I don't want it. You want this? <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby, you're you getting cranky. Talk? You go with mommy. <laughs> I'm just tired. No, she's just nope. gonna give or the mic kiss kisses. the mic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Oh, she's my sweet girl. Baby, go see mommy. All right, hold on. Go on, baby. Adorable. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, pretty cute. Say bye. Bye. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Come on. Fine. We'll make you a pod star. Yeah, yeah. Someday. Uh, all right. Sorry about that, everybody. My daughter's just ridiculously Be adorable. adorable. <laughs> um, all right. So, yes, a Sunday horse. Uh-huh. Oh, what a mess. Um, it's It's basically just every horse movie trope. Uh, all in a row. Yeah. So, you know, it's the girl from the other side of the tracks. Right. And the girl is uh, notable. Something Reed. I don't care about her name. Um, but she's the girl who, when she was 13 years old, wrote the movie, thir- wrote and starred in the movie 13. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that also notable. She shows up on the OC eventually. Oh. Yeah. Fun. Um, 
Was this movie a Christian joint? Yes. Ooh. And I didn't know that going in. <laughs> no. But uh, it's really, uh, but it's it's like not overtly a Christian movie. Yeah. Is Jesus in this movie? He, oh, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's either horse. He's the love interest. <laughs> Turns also out. Also the horse. Surprise. <laughs> Why is that horse do, doing carpenter work? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was only one set of hoof prints. Anyway. <laughs> the, <laughs> the other set was when you rode me. Oh, man. I was carrying you uh, on my saddle. Very good. Uh, you could probably just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> We're done again. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just, it's got uh, the girl from the other side of the tracks who, yeah. uh, she's poor and she can't afford a real good horse, but uh, she's the best rider anybody's ever seen. So then this rich guy comes in and goes, I'll support you and you can ride for me or whatever. And it, it, it's a series of, um, uh, you know, and there's the mean girl who, who like, yeah, I'm just overtly mean to you and say shitty mean things to you. Yeah. You know, in a way that people don't do to each other. Uh-huh. Um and uh, uh, there was a bit of swearing in this movie that I guess, but then also a lot of like, I never knew I'd find God's love inside a horse or whatever. Fuck damn fart. Yeah, the yeah. Horse. I never knew uh, I'd find God's love inside this fucking horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crap damn poop. <laughs> Just randomly. <Yeah. laughs> um <laughs> But uh, uh, but that but they cleaned up the lyric or lyrics, <laughs> uh, the 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 word. So you know, like uh, uh, there's horse shit <laughs> on my boot or whatever <laughs> becomes ah oh, there's horse crap on you know yeah yeah uh, that type of thing right. But but then so overtly like there's some narr- uh, uh, narration every once in a while and it's like you know gods love this and this and this but it all seems very ham fisted like everything just seems shoved into this movie yeah. Um, at one point, she's smoking a joint, and, and I'm like, "Oh, that's weird in a Christian movie." Um, they were trying to like straddle a line here. The like, horse yeah, I, I really think <laughs> the, <laughs> the horse actually gave her the weed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the horse did not approve of Partake you know, of this. It is I don't my think body. God <laughs> wants you to smoke that fucking joint. <laughs> well, it's not like that uh, 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 hot to trot movie. <laughs> does, does Bob got gold weight? Yeah, voice yeah. no in this movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so basically, it's a series of rich men giving her horses. What? It's really <laughs> weird. Like first, this Looking rich to buy guy to comes be young in. Again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was younger and tighter in college. Rich men used to give me all sorts of horses. I didn't even want them. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the worst thing about this movie is the script. It's it's really uncomfortably. Uh, like you could see the sexy. writers, uh, very very <laughs> sexy. Those um, fucking horses. Um, <laughs> uh, like the, you could see the writer smirking while he's writing it. Okay. But there's lines that just don't make any sense. Like the 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 first rich guy comes up and he's you know he's all handsome and stuff like that. And she looks at him. And she's like, Oh, what are you? Some kind of 007 Ken doll? And he's like, Is that a compliment? And she's like, Only from the waist up. And I'm like, What? <laughs> was this written by someone who wrote the OC? Uh, no, <laughs> no. But I mean, he's a producer on some other fairly sizable things. But okay. I'm like, I don't understand what that means. And and the, it's just it's really awkward. Um, it means he has no dick. Uh, 
Oh, oh okay. This yeah. man has no penis. It's yeah. a oh, you, it's you got a nice ripped, you know, plastic <laughs> six pack chest, but <laughs> your dick is but, a lump. But yeah. you, but you got a real yeah, smooth yeah, yeah. dick part. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, some other lines like th- that I've written down, uh, like uh, uh, I'm sick of seeing you beat your head against the wall until all you have is a bloody skull and a broken heart. I'm like, dude, whoa, wow, calm down, a, Jesus, movies, settle down. Uh, and, and, but but then there's other really really um, unsettling lines like the mean girls being mean to her and she goes please I've seen you and I apologize for saying these words she goes please I've seen you dig your panties out of your crack after dismounting Holy fuck. I'm not impressed by you oh my god I'm like uh, did you just reference her panties slash vagina <laughs> um, or butt. Either way. I thought this was a Sunday horse. Well, listen, <laughs> yeah. the He's alternative nuts. title is The Sunday Horse, so. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Too specific. Sounds like a real Friday night horse listen, to me. <laughs> this is one of the Sunday horses. We don't want to be. It's a Sunday horse. This is uh, yeah. the Sunday horse. Of many. Um, my favorite moment in the entire movie is... Um, when she's talking to the first guy, uh, the first rich guy to give her a horse, and she's like, um, she's thanking him. She's like, you know, I should be thanking you because you, uh, I could just be, you know, working in the stable, just a loser, blah, blah. And I, I don't think she understood the line. But she goes, but if it wasn't for you, you really came along and lit a fire in my butt. What? She does not say that. She <laughs> says, I rewound it five times. And every and I was like, it must just sound like she's saying in, but she's saying under. Yeah. Every time. It's like, you really lit a fire in my butt. And he's like, no, we just had spicy burritos last <laughs> <Yeah>. night. <laughs> uh, It'll pass. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's really wonderful in that respect. But yeah, it's basically a thing where, you know, she's the girl from the wrong side of the tracks. A rich guy gets her a horse. She rides the horse. She's good at riding the horse. Uh, eventually, it gets Ving Rhames shows up and he's like a horse guy. And then all uh, of a sudden, half horse, half man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Ving Rhames. Things take, um, a, take, take a weird. Take me home. <laughs> um, hey, but but th- there's a there's a part where he's teaching the history of black people or like black history as it relates to horse riding and stuff. Yep. And I'm like, I, I was like. This is really ham-fisted and shoved in there, but that's actually interesting. There's some interesting facts that he, that yeah. he does. Um, but, uh, but yeah, then she gets thrown off a horse, and she's, like, got, uh, you know, she's in a coma. And everyone's like, oh, God, she's going to die or whatever. And then she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's a, an exchange with her doctor where the doctor is like, blah, 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 epilepsy. And she's like, I don't have epilepsy. And the doctor goes, yesterday. Yesterday you didn't have epilepsy. <laughs> Today you do. Whoa! <laughs> and he says it like that. You fuck. Your like, body fucked up. You have it now. But it's such a weird way for That's so like, weird. The doctors. Yeah. A dick. Did he this... drop a mic afterwards? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Peace. <laughs> you burnt. Yeah. I'm not even a doctor. I just found this clipboard that says you now have epilepsy. I thought about the most insensitive way to tell you. I figured this was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, a lot of fun. Anyway, this is this is based on a true story. It's inspired by okay. a true story, which I, um, I imagine the story is the real one time horse. A girl met a horse. The real horse was a Tuesday horse. <laughs> yeah. 
best. Yeah. <laughs> There's two reviews for this on Letterboxd. One is one star and the other is five stars. Yeah. yeah. The one star review is ridiculously cheesy and self-righteous hashtag horses for Jesus with the number four. <laughs> oh. Mm. And the five star review by the carrot lover is Uh-oh. simply amazing. Yes. Uh. <laughs> this movie. Does the carrot lover... This user, the carrot lover, you think they only review horse movies? I think it, I think <laughs> it might actually be a and horse. Maybe it's a horse, yeah. And yeah. Their lowest Amazing. review is for Rotor, where he doesn't give the horse a carrot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Half a star. Oh, that yeah, movie yeah. was bullshit. <laughs> I wanted that horse to have a carrot. <laughs> so wow. how does this movie end? Does it become a plot? <laughs> no. No, it, it just, it, she. you know, she... she uh, gets in a coma and then she gets out of the coma and then epilepsy happens and then but she's gonna ride anyway and then she rides the horse and right and uh, it's fine right yeah the carrot Good. lover also reviewed Frozen so oh. there's a carrot on there that snowman absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah yeah hmm huh. just hmm. Car- carrot movies I guess I guess yeah. so all right so yeah it's movies great everyone should see it yeah yeah sounds awesome <laughs> Sunday horse there you go yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, we also <laughs> received... Yesterday. Yes. Yesterday yeah. you had... <laughs> <laughs> like he's correcting her. Yeah. Epilepsy. I don't have epilepsy. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Not so fast. Um, yeah. Speaking of not so fast. Yeah. Uh, we reviewed and we, we had to listen to an album at the hands of Greg. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why don't you run us through why you gave us this album? Um, because Bon Jovi is stupid. Uh huh. <laughs> I've always hated Bon Jovi. Yeah. yeah, I hated them when they were hugely popular and everyone liked them. Like the slippery when wet in New Jersey era, I was like, this is fucking garbage. Yeah, uh, I hated them when they had their big comeback, and uh, I still can't remember what the fuck. What was the big comeback? I gotta find out. It's, it's my life. Ooh, that's it. There you go. Ooh, disgusting. Yeah, and I've just always been confused. I wanna live forever. Uh, I've <laughs> I've always going? been super confused uh, by the long-lasting uh, success they have had. Um, I, it just blows my mind. Again, They're so I, I, bad. And I like I last dumb week. shit from this era a lot. Yeah. But I, I don't... This, this doesn't click. I don't fucking get it. But I said it last week. He, he used to be your sister's favorite. Yeah, yeah. Then he was your mom's favorite. Now he's your grandma's favorite. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's just... And I wrote this. One of the... Um, there's a video for one of the songs. And I, 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 I like... I, I'm not going to pretend that I could discern one song from the next yeah. um, on this album, but there's a video where he's just driving around kind of thing in yeah. black and white. Right. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Somebody's pretty grandfather is driving a car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although he's really... So the album, let's get this to it. This house is not for sale. Yeah, the yeah. new album. Anyway, I just thought this would suck and be funny and be like really horribly yeah. earnest. So <laughs> to that point, though, about yeah. this is now like your grandma's favorite thing. I feel like this album, this is not, this house is not for sale, is a real attempt to to s- close the loop and be like, no, this is the mainstream's like popular guy again, because while some of these songs are just Bon Jovi, this sounds like those other songs I've heard. There is mm-hmm. also a a bunch of stuff on this album where where it's like now he's really trying that this, but they are really trying to utilize what is going on right now in popular music with like some of the choruses have that kind of like chanting thing that you can kind of hear is 
you know, the popular way to do a chorus or yeah. there's a little bit of like reverby sort of synth and it's like the the like sound of imagine dragons creeping in or something like there's the edges are like hey we're relevant I, I we would, know what's going on sure I, I would agree the edges are like that i don't think bon jovi himself uh, and actually by the way uh wonderfully my phone um autocorrected to uh, bonk jovi bonk <laughs> b-o-n-k yeah, jovi yeah. Uh-huh. so bonk jovi i don't think that he i think that that was all sort of uh, uh, post-production somebody put that shit in there because no, the, the songwriting, songwriting itself is, is just is very you know g uh you know g great kind of uh, <laughs> g for great <laughs> uh, uh, you know like it, it's very elemental it's very basic um basic chording so that you can just sing another generic pretty uh, yeah. uh, melody over top of it the lyrics are, are really nothing special i feel like though um he feels like his songwriting is very much veering into at best Springsteen territory. Oh, right. there's a, there's a bit of that on here yeah. for sure. I think and, he's and had a bit worst, of that on him for a while. He's been like swinging hard for that shit. Yeah, and 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 he tries no less hard on this. Yeah, I'm but trying he's to tell a story. So much farther away on yeah. it because yeah. it's just it's just a tired man. I'm not gonna say a tired old man because I'm a tired old man. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, a tired man. Well, the, yeah, the trying and trying yeah. the attempt to have that like the grit. Oh, I'm telling a story. You know, my voice is a little bit grittier than it used to, and the, here's a couple tales. Really contrasts poorly with the stuff around the edges that I mentioned, where like it some of the songs does. have that mid tempo thing, and the guitars aren't quite as prominent. Like, there's definitely a couple songs in here where it's like there you are really reaching for a different kind of hit than. This house is not for sale, which just sounds like it's my life part two. Yeah, like, yeah. like there, there's those songs on here, but then there's also like we're changing it up just a little, but the song remains the same, but the way we're telling it's different. But yeah. that really doesn't work with that whole like. But also, I'm authentic. Vibe. But I, I found that those elements, those sort of like newer chanty elements and stuff, I feel like they 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 are almost unnoticeable. Well, because I just against felt, the backdrop of this yeah. of this generic bullshit, it, that first song, "This House Is Not For Sale," just feels so much like, "Here's the classic Bon Jovi single with the huge chorus." It's my life. It's yeah. that vibe. But then the way that the, the the song is produced, like around the edges again, has that like, "Oh, but you're just you're just nudging it." Like you. But also, this isn't going to sound just like the power trio, drums, bass, guitar. There's like you've added a little texture because yeah. you want it to fit in on the radio. Yeah, like which it, is which is bizarre because like I mean, who like new kids are not going to find uh, uh, no you know a Bon Jovi. I never would have thought this was great, but listen to those sweet synths. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, people, I'm totally gonna listen it, to this like, again. People shouldn't have kids like teenagers shouldn't have been into fucking "It's My Life," but they fucking were. Yeah, that is it, I, I can't imagine that. Yeah, I couldn't either. I was so shocked when it was happening. I remember yeah. sitting in science class, people talking <laughs> about going to the show, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they just keep coming. He just they, they, he just got he's keyed into something that uh, people can't get enough of. <laughs> I don't get it at all. I Dan and I were talking before. Sexual grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so weird to think that there was a time period where Bon Jovi was legitimately classified as a heavy metal band. Yeah. What a weird time. Just just because (laughs) of his sweet fucking uh, Samantha Fox hair. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy metal. 
It's just <laughs> th- this album is more arena ready mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's this like this house is not for sale because it's half of a tree. Yeah. <laughs> no one would buy it, it, so I took it off the market. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I <laughs> a lot pi- of structural problems with it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even ask me about the electricity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wiring is fucked. And <laughs> Mostly and it because of me. all of these roots. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I just like I picture all these songs playing in a stadium far away from me and they just mush together. Yeah. It's yeah. a big mush. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, again, like, uh, and after a certain point, I was like, I'm not even going to bother trying to discern one song from the next. This no. is all just one long, yeah. you know, definitely mushy thing. Um, speaking of one long mushy thing, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need another album. <laughs> yep, is it gonna be another one long mushy album? And that's about where it cuts out. Uh, so let me just bring you up to speed real quick. Uh, what happened since I had to watch a Sunday horse? Uh, this week I gave the fellas an album by Jesus and Mary Chain to listen to. It's an album from 1991 called Honey's Dead. I gave it to them because I find uh, Jesus and Mary Chain difficult to listen to. I don't understand the appeal, so I was hoping that they would uh, explain it to me. So that's what's up there. Um, in terms of the die roll, the first die roll of 2017 did not go so well for me. Um, so Greg and Dan are going to be watching Martin Scorsese's new film Silence while I am going to be taking in the new Underworld movie, uh, Underworld Blood Farts. I can't remember. Blood something. Uh, anyway, it's the bluest movie in the whole wide world. Uh, so I'm going to be checking that out, unfortunately. So that's what's going to happen, and that's about it for the episode. Thank you very much for your patience. Uh, We love you all very much. Some of you more than others. You know who you are. Uh, Thanks again, and goodbye, Internet. This episode has been brought to you by the Modern Superior Podcast Network. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.